Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Drop Frames for another week, another show. Zeke, what were you wiping your? What was that? No, that was a really shitty salute. Just oh, right across the face there. It was real, that, it was real dumb. That looked like a Tim Taylor salute to me, like an Al Borland salute. You know? Yep. Yeah. Our salute to Jackhammers. <laughs> oh man, I missed that. Show. Uh, it's a good show. I'm gonna have to watch that. Anyways, uh, Golden Boy, welcome to the show. It's been a time. I, how long has it been? Six months since last time you were here? Something like that. Really? I think. Yeah, time's kind of flying. Dude, that's crazy. It feels like it was just the other day. I know. So, like, like not like the other day, other day, but it feels like it was at least like two months ago. But I don't. I, now I'm, dude. I'm tripping. Like, how long have we been home? Uh, coming <laughs> up on a year here in about a month. Uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. I saw a oh uh, a rewind today to uh, our former president saying that the virus is not that bad and will be okay and everything will be fine in about a month. So, yeah, coming up I, on a full a year, long month, long month. <laughs> I still think sometimes that we're trapped in March of 2020. I I do believe that we're just in a in a vortex here. Anyways, uh, how's it been going, for man? Hot, uh, for a hot minute, just real quick, sure. Uh, as soon as like the like we came on the screen here, I was I was desperately searching for like an like is someone's audio going crazy? Is it is it pieces? Are we hurting someone's ears? Because your global emote that's what people spam when oh like, yeah like an audio glitch makes something like super loud. True. The what yeah. face just goes. Just, I was just like looking around for some sort of fucking glitch or something like that happened. That is true. mission accomplished. That yeah. that's the uh, that's the purpose of it. It's it's although it's meant to you know give you disgust. It's also a great fake out. You know, uh, it happens actually a lot. I did a show in L.A. recently, um, and uh, oh Zeke is just going crazy. Zeke's uh, going real crazy. That's it. That's a what face right there. That, that, that is. actually is a perfectly fine what face. Uh, so I did a show in LA and uh, there was like, it, it was like a Twitch rival show and there were a bunch of what faces and the guy messaged me. He's like, Hey, uh, did we do something wrong? And, and, uh, and he was like, no, 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 it's just cause he's on the camera. <laughs> so yeah. they're just spamming it. Uh, so I'm glad people know, you know, cause I look very different from that picture. Uh, that was taken like, damn. While back. That was during like the Overwatch days. Ago. Yeah. No, it that was like Call of Duty days. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That was taken like almost a decade ago. So back when a small company called Major League Gaming was Oof. a thing, Oof. you know, yeah, you were a former employee. That's uh, true. So yeah, that that's pretty wild. But yeah, it's always cool to have that. Did you know that you're on knowyourmeme.com? Yes. Okay. I, right. I I am I am aware. Uh, I tried to like use it as like a cool thing for my wife, but she still thinks I'm not cool. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna put my wife on blast here. She is Whoa. a fan of Chilled Chaos. That that's her favorite streamer, not her husband, who streams all the time. No, no, no. She likes Chilled because he plays Among Us, so she watches uh, Chilled all the time while I'm live. Sometimes, can you believe the blasphemy? Yeah, no. that's messed up. Breaks my heart. That's messed up. Breaks my heart. Does she keep the active tab open on your channel at least for the view or no? Yeah, I, I she she like flips back and forth. Like if she hears me say something about her, she'll go into the chat and then say something. To just completely, you know, I guess knock down anything yeah. that I would possibly be saying that could go against her. Yeah, uh, Gotta keep and then, appearances, you know, exactly. Yeah. You know that that's really it. She's like one of those people that like shows up early, like hi hi hi, and then leaves. You know, like that episode from The Office where where Jim wanted to do that with Robert California. You know, he just showed up, just shook hands with everyone, and then left. You know, that's 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 the way she is. Yeah, she's a good woman. She's a good Thanks. woman. <laughs> 
Well, besides putting your wife on blast, uh, what else have you done uh, the past six months? Any any uh, more Hollywood excursions, or have you been grounded for this uh, entire period during these COVID times? Uh, I have done some traveling. Uh, I just came from L.A. I did Schumer Bowl for uh, Twitch. Uh, it was uh, like the NFL athletes and the uh, Fortnite like community, like top players and pros, like all played. It was pretty sick. Uh, so I did that. Uh, mostly, like the only place I've gone has been LA. I've I've gone uh, LA and back multiple times now. I did Back for Blood. I, I did the Back for Blood uh, reveal uh, show. So that was super fun. They had it in like this cornered warehouse. It was uh, it was pretty sick. Nice. Uh, so I did that. All the COVID restrictions. Every every uh, production has their own set of COVID guidelines. It's fantastic. It really is. Uh, <laughs> like. One place you'd have to get swabbed every day. Oh, uh, that was fun! Yeah. So great. The deep swab um, or just the mouth swab? What are we talking? Oh, here? the deep swab. Oh, oh right, in, right in the oh. right in the nose. That, um, that one was up. yeah. That the was brain GlitchCon. Puncture. Yeah, we had to do the brain puncture every day Ooh. at GlitchCon, uh, and on top of wearing masks as well as the you know those those visors that they sell now the the plastic visors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to wear those all around the venue. Uh, that was great. Then the back for blood one was fun because we did the blood test. Did you know there's a COVID blood test? No. What is that? Yeah. It basically you take like a little thumb thing, like, uh, thumb like, a, like thing? a thumb. Yeah. It's like a little needle and they prick your, your, your thumb or they prick like your middle finger, whichever finger. Right. And then they'll take a little whichever bit of, uh, hurts the most. <laughs> whatever one hurts whichever one inflicts the most pain sure. and then they'll put it into like this little uh container that has a i guess uh, an, an area to to show whether or not you're positive uh it's like this i don't know what, how to describe it but you like take your blood and you drip it into the thing it's really just wonderful experience uh so did that uh had to do that multiple days that's fun um <laughs> Yeah, and then this most recent one was just was just more brain puncture. So I kind of would prefer know, just, the good times. the thumb prick or the the finger prick rather than a uh, brain yeah. swab. I feel totally prefer that one. I was like, <gasps> man, just I want my finger to look like a polka dot, like just go nuts, <laughs> you know? Don't yeah. But they, yeah. they it's it's a little bit more expensive uh, to do that one. So ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's one swab versus like a chemical. Uh, yeah strip of some sort so and it always depends on who you get you know i whenever i sit down i'm like be gentle you Ooh. know i say that to them i say that to the doctor's face and then the doctor's like uh i guess <laughs> you know <laughs> they just shove it right in there and just spin it all around take out some brain it's great it's a I'm telling you real just real good time real good time yeah Especially with that brain puncture one, you got to hope you get somebody who is like actually kind of relaxed and chill and you're not just like number 100 for them today that they have to get done that hour. So it's just like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, the, the, I had to get a COVID test up near the beginning and I could tell that, that, you know, I went midday you could tell the people there are just not having it, yeah. man. Oh, it was yeah. like an assembly line. Hey, lean your head back, look forward, both hands on the wheel, whatever you do, do not let go of the steering wheel. And it's like, <laughs> Whatever you will crash your car. Yeah. Hit your car in, in the parked position. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Oh, oh they made sure god. the engine was off. They made ah, sure the smart. engine was off because, like, yeah, some some people uh, uh, will kick their legs when we take the of test. Course. I was like, oh yeah, oh my lord, dude, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. all Jeez. right. Yeah, there, 
I did one test in New York. The worst one I had was in New York, uh, Midtown Manhattan. I was doing a shoot for T-Mobile and we had, uh, it was like this spot across Central Park. So it was like right next to where we were going to be filming because we're filming in a park. And, mm. and um, the doctor comes in. He looked like the beekeeper from WandaVision, you know? <laughs> he just was dressed just like him. Uh, and, and I, I could have sworn I saw a little pestilence, not too sure, but I'm maybe it was just in my, in my stupor. Uh, and then the guy, you know, I had a conversation. I made the joke, you know, Hey, you know, be gentle. And the guy just looks at me. He's like, yeah, definitely. And he just went like, it was just, I mean, no care in the world. You could tell the, the amount of care that this guy gave was, was minimal. He just was so annoyed by giving all these tests. And that was just, uh, that was, that was the worst one I ever had. And ever since then, it's like, I've always measured it to that. So mm. now it's better. You know, now, now it's like everything else is small potatoes. I, you know, I could take it. Someone right. in my chat said, uh, and I agree that it would be much cooler if they did it like the COVID test, like they did it in the, the movie, the thing They just get everybody's blood in a Petri dish. And then mm. if if COVID defends itself, like it jumps out of the dish, then you know who has it and you exile them. I think that's I think that would be that that's the kind of future I want to live in. That's I uh, think I think in those cases we burn them with a flamethrower, right? And that's what we do. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. That's yeah. right. Oh, you don't exile them, you burn them with a flamethrower. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's the well, next I would imagine what you do, but you exile them and then you burn them with a flamethrower. I feel like they yeah. should on have the way the, out. The, on the way out, exactly. It should be like one of those things, and they're running out in their exile, flailing their hands all over the place <laughs> on fire. I think that's really the only way to go. Yeah. Well, that would have Kurt Russell tag them like, to Antarctica. Throw a tagline in there from Kurt Russell. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. He'll be on set. He'll be a, uh, Golden Boy. Probably knows Exiler Kurt Russell. Tyler Death. Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, cool. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. At least somewhere in the world still functioning uh, and you're able to continue life as somewhat normal uh with with all the la and and some new york gigs um we're going to talk valheim because yeah. i know you've been playing some i know co's been playing some uh but we'll talk about that in the second half of okay. the uh the show we'll start with a little bit of uh news actually before news zeke brought up a good point you're in the stonk business and i'm gonna let zeke carry this uh because he was he was really excited to talk to you about stocks <laughs> I, I i've been following your tweets man like dude you are not my financial advisor but you kind of are i'm letting you know that right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to take that title oh no, Lord, listen, have mercy. listen man no i i put in some money like i just viewed it like vegas you know it's like i can lose this yeah. so let's see what happens let's let's roll the dice sure and yeah. uh, I seen your tweets and stuff like, what are you, are you still holding on? Like, what do you got, man? Give me, give me the scoop. Uh, so Disclaimer, I, I was framed and all associated parties are not financial advisors. Please don't follow anything yeah. that we do. We yeah. don't know what we're talking about. And we're all amateurs. Thank you for watching. Very, yes. very good. Thank <laughs> very you. Important. For entertainment purposes only. Yes, I, I yes exactly. Wanna, I, Thank you. Yeah. I want to give this distinction distinction because someone uh, messaged me the other day, angry about me tweeting about Dogecoin. Yeah. And. I was like, well, and then they were like, you're you're just uh, making kids think that they could invest in the stock market with this Dogecoin nonsense. And I was like, one, kids should not be investing in the stock market. Yeah, that's that's the first thing. Yeah. OK, because when I was a kid, I didn't have enough money to invest in the stock market. Hell, I didn't even have a dollar in my name. So how the hell is kids investing in the stock market? That's wild. Uh, but the uh, other part of it was that, you know, I'm like, I'm not I never told like he, he was like, oh, you know, 
this is the same person who told you to buy GME when it was high. No world would I ever say that. And, and I was very transparent about my, my position with GME because uh, I streamed it. I streamed when Doge was like shooting up and um, and it was like hit like eight. I think it was like eight cents. Yeah. And I uh, showed my position on GME. I only had like a few shares because I came in really late. I had like like five shares max because it was super expensive. So I was really, really late to that train. Um, and I would say I lost like a couple hundred dollars, but again, it was like, I was just okay to lose that because me and my wife talked and they're like, this is what we're going to put into this. But I have like my, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of spread out across like a variety of different things. The one that hurt me that I would say that, that burned me the most because I'm a fan of their product, Uh as you can see by looking at me was costs. Oh, you went in on costs. Okay. I went in on costs low. I was there at like $11, okay? And it got to 90. And I had like 100 shares. And I didn't sell. (laughs) I didn't sell. I ended ended up getting profit. But yeah, because again, I'm, I am, you know what the thing is? I, I, I say this all the time. Like, you know, growing up in the Bronx, they don't teach you this stuff. No, I don't think they teach this anywhere. But like no, owning don't. stocks, owning stocks is not like a thing that kids like me thought about, right? So we had no education. We have no idea. So like, obviously you're sitting there, you're like, you know, freaking diamond hands. You don't want to let go because you you <laughs> believe in it. And and oh. then, you know, you just see it tank and, and it's like, what do you do now? You know, yeah. but there were a lot of people that went really hard on, on GME. And I think that, it was a two prong thing, you know, it was like, obviously people want to try and make some money because who doesn't, but also it was about going after the hedge funds and like what, you know, just, just the, the crap that the US stock market pulls off all the time, but Wall Street pulls off all the time. 2008 was constantly popping up of like what happened there. So I think it was just like a lot of, uh, just a lot of anxiety regarding that. Um, and then I, I just saw like all this garbage and I was like, you know, sometimes, man, you just got to say something. You just got to call it out, call it out for what it is. Right. And, and that's what I was doing. I just didn't expect to call it out. And then people like gravitate to what I was saying, because I just was like, OK, I'm just a voice in the noise. You know, like it's nothing. It's nothing crazy. Um, and then, you know, yeah, like Zeke, you 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 said that. And, and I, other people said that, too. And I was like, why? <laughs> why are you listening to me? Like I am. <laughs> The worst one, but as far though as as Jimmy goes, I I, I lost like maybe a, yeah, I said a few hundred dollars. I think it was like two or three hundred dollars. The one I'm still holding on with is AMC. I'm still mm. very much in the AMC train, but it's for reasons that I genuinely do believe that the theater will bounce back once COVID. Well, they're doing back. good today. They're on a rise today. I'm looking at, at yeah. my <laughs> stonks app. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're doing yeah. all right there, uh, Zeke. You were gonna bring up some, make point some. Yeah, well, I I viewed it more like um, like a it's it's like a like a baseball or like a, a professional sports team, you know. It's like yeah. I heard like like I bought your t shirt, I bought your hat, like that, that money was gone. Like you said, you said like you know Doge costs whatever, and I was like, I'm gonna get on his team. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear the I'm gonna wear the Golden Boy jersey. It's gonna yeah. be like, yay, go yeah. cost, go cost. And then it's like, oh, they got beat in the playoffs. Oh shit! Yeah, that's actually how. It <laughs> and felt. that's how I view it. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like I didn't throw 
you know, multiple thousands of dollars or whatever at it. It was like, you know, just like you, it was like what I could afford to lose and yeah. I lost it. So no big deal. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what happens. It, it, I mean, I didn't lose it, part. but I definitely like, I'm, I'm down 30%, like 30% of what I put in. I have 70% yeah. of my principal still yeah. left. So. Right. Well, hopefully Elon just keeps tweeting about it randomly like he did this morning to make it spike. That, that's so. the lunar part, man. <laughs> because didn't he say he like bought some Doge for little X or whatever? I was like, what the hell is for, going on? Yeah, for, is... for Nas, yeah. 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 And it spiked. It spiked when it did that. I, I was uh, awake and watched the spike. It spiked to uh, like seven, eight, seven, nine. Uh, but right now it's back down to seven, four. So, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I, I, I guess that's I won't out pennies, the other. guys. That's seven point four pennies. This was yes, yeah. yes, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I won't out I the other that. content creator because that's not my uh, not my business. But we definitely have a, a group where like now we're trading stocks every morning, and it's just we're just kind of fucking around, messing around, failing as we go. Yeah, sometimes See? seeing success, and it's like, hey, we bought in on this uh, company that just announced that they're going to sell weed in the UK, and it's up a lot. Good job, everyone. And then it's like, by the way, Doge is down. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's something I would love to be a part of. Like, it's like fantasy stocks, like fantasy football. Like, I mean, it's like real Street, shit, like though. Wall Street bet, you know? <laughs> no, but I'm, but I'm saying it's gambling. Like, it's yeah. gambling yeah. is all it is. Like, totally. If, like, in the fantasy football, fantasy baseball, whatever, things that I've been a part of at work, various jobs that I've had, everybody puts in like a hundred bucks at the start of the year and right. then mm-hmm. first, second, third gets whatever. And that's, basically what i'm talking about with this like i would love to be a part of like a fantasy stocks league where it's like you can trade <laughs> stocks and like like they trade football like nfl players like in fantasy football and shit it's like no 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 no. you give me three of uh, amc for 150 of naked okay and then i'm gonna give you a little juice on the top that you know like shit like that i would yeah. love it yeah give you a little caster mine you know maritime i don't go ahead and mess with that maybe a little sundial who knows you know to the yeah. moon and then Dude, it's sundial it. it's it's been uh, i think nokia is on its way man it's it's prepped it's primed for a for a rocket yeah it's true i we'll didn't see. get yeah i didn't get into all of that i i have a shit ton of doge uh which i almost sold this morning when elon tweeted that but it's gonna hit 10 cents soon i i believe I believe just a couple more tweets from Elon, and then we're there. <laughs> we're 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 relying on a uh, a, a man to just put out tweets, <clears throat> go on Clubhouse, which I don't know if you guys use. By the way, I still don't. I still don't know how I feel about that. Uh, app. I don't have the app, uh, but I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was listening to his uh, like conversation about it, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I think that uh, life is, you know, something about life." It loves irony and how ironic would it be that something that started off as a joke becomes a primary currency of, of the world. And then you just see doge socks, just continue to climb yeah, up. And you're like, what is going on, dude? Yeah. This makes no sense. Bitcoin bumped uh, too. Cause Tesla bought like 1.5 billion Tesla of it the other day. Huge amount. Yep. Yeah. They're, and they're also yeah. going to be accepting Bitcoin for their cars. Yeah. It went from like th- yeah. 31 or 32 to almost 41 or 42 that day for a uh, BTC. So, crazy yeah it's uh it's fun to watch that stuff it's maybe more fun to be successful in that stuff and not so fun to lose in that stuff so (laughs) partake in it uh if you just want to light some money on fire and uh yeah don't uh if you don't want to light money on fire that's how that's what i would say so again for anyone just joining us any advice that we give you we're not professionals we're all amateurs and again yep hold on to your mind 
And, and, and to, no, no. to close it, I'll, I'll just say <laughs> that the most important thing, see, stocks are, stocks to me, like in the grand scheme of things, like they're okay. They they provide value, obviously, if you mm -hmm. are you know constantly paying attention to it. Uh, but it's very unhealthy to do that. And I realized that that's what I was doing. Like there were days where like I oh, needed a yeah, stream dude. or I needed to, I needed to prep a video or I had to uh, do something for work. And I was just like looking at Yahoo Finance tickers just like go up. And it's like, what am I doing right now? This is really bad. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, there are more valuable things that actually have a great positive influence on your life than stocks like, you know, getting a house or uh, owning a car like those things are better. Property is always great. So, you know, that that's 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 where I that's where I stand. That's what I'm trying to do next is I like get get property because, you know, we've lived in this freaking Brooklyn apartment for God knows how long. So it's like about time we get some dang property. But sure, that's where I think you, you want to put your focus on, you know very true art uh quick question i see a lot of people say like i'm not a financial advisor blah 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 mm -hmm. <laughs> does that mean like would they can we can get sued if we like give financial advice yeah well if i mean you if, you, if you somewhat you, if you yeah. say, but well, if you no, say no, like if the the fucking the the uh chiefs are gonna win the super bowl like I am not an NFL advisor. Like, is is it different? Like, <laughs> there, there are I'm asking you, is it like a huge difference? There are certifications you can get to give yeah. financial advice. Yeah. So okay. if you were to emulate or act like you know that you were you were informed and then to give that advice, that can get you in trouble. I don't know the specifics, but I know that there's a reason those certifications exist. Yeah. The SEC will come <laughs> after you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they will find you. But now. it seems like they don't know shit either. Like if you if you if you act yeah. like you know what you're talking about, then people might just think you know what you're talking about. So if it, if it, if you yeah. act like you know what you're talking about and you give information that you may not know, and then somebody makes a financial decision based on that, like it's really important, especially because we all have generally pretty big audiences, to be like, look, I don't know what I'm talking about, and to say that regularly so they don't go, oh. Oh, you know, maybe I should put all of my money into Dogecoin because he said something good about, you know, like, like, make sure they know like, yeah. if you make the decision, I don't know what I'm talking about. So you definitely don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also, if you say something like buy this, right, mm -hmm. like that, that is essentially like, you know, the same thing as like giving financial advice. If you're telling someone to buy something. You know, that's why, like, when when uh, that, that dude well, okay. like tried to attack me on Twitter, I was like, I never ever said buy, buy something this. because that yeah. is just not good. Like, right. Yeah. What's the difference yeah, yeah, yeah. between saying buy this and like saying uh, doge to the moon or something like that? Like, it's just it's just legally like it's he true. didn't say technically, technically he didn't say buy it. There's nuance well, for instance, there for sure. Like, there's okay, also, and it's okay. also like memeology, uh, you know, the study of memes. Um, <laughs> for instance, like I, I, you know, I was having a lot of fun with diamond hands and, you know, especially the first day of, of GameStop and all that stuff, like to the moon and stuff yeah. like that. I haven't bought a single share of any of that. And frankly, I wouldn't recommend anyone does unless you literally have, like you guys are talking about money to throw away. Burning um, you money, know, yeah. if you aren't sitting with your finger on the trigger or you're not in a place where you can get to a computer quickly. And even in some cases, if your finger is on the trigger with the wrong company robin hood then sometimes that sale might not go through when you even plan you know so it's like yeah. you can you can lose a huge amount of money doing this stuff um while at the same time you know it's such it's like a cultural phenomenon in a lot of ways 
So I, I, that that's where the line gets a lot more blurry. Like you can participate in the meme without giving financial advice. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Diamond hands. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I just I don't I don't understand the the reason why it's it's it bothers me, uh, or not bother me, but like kind of kind of I'm com- or not confused, but I can't wrap my brain around it because the financial advisors. The people who go to school for this shit, like a lot of times they're just as pre- or they're just as good at predicting what's going to happen as people who predict the NFL. Like someone who is like, you know, very educated, like they have injuries, they have this, they have that, uh, the offense against this defense, blah, blah, blah. Same with the financial advisor. It's like, yeah, they're still guessing, you know? Yeah. Well, in a lot of cases, right. too, like we're getting really into the weeds in this, but in a lot of cases too, financial yeah. advisors have like, they're part of a bigger company and those companies will deem a stock to be safe or not volatile. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because of that, that's why they'll suggest to their clients to buy into said stock because it's not volatile. Um, Like all of the stock that people are buying, at least around like the GME shit, no financial advisor would ever tell you to do any of that. They would stay the fuck away from it. Uh, and advise any of their clients to stay the fuck away from it because they're so volatile. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, I guess, it, this is one of those cases where never GameStop, for instance. Correct. Like all, all, yeah. like all, all of the people that have been doing stocks for their entire lives see this GameStop <laughs> stuff happen. You know, we have people literally becoming millionaires overnight because they followed that reading club, you know, Reddit <laughs> and what they were saying. Um, yeah. Shout out, by the way, to uh, the voice of Meg. Uh, from Hades for that video, but yes. uh, it was it was yeah like all this kind of stuff is is just just like Zeke was talking about how even the most informed you know can't call an upset, uh, even the most informed in the stock market couldn't have ever called something like with what happened with GameStop. So and that's just the beginning. Yeah. If anything, this has introduced a lot more volatility now yep. that this kind of stuff can happen, and it's so clear that that nobody really knew it was coming. Who knows what else is going to happen? And now and now all for the them. people that caused it to happen. Are coming up with all sorts of other things that they're trying to do, and so yeah, it's it's going to be pretty pretty wild for a while, even more and, volatility and, for a while. And just to clarify, someone in your chat said it, uh, JP. That was uh, really good. I, dang it, I, I missed who said it, but they were like, "There's a difference." Oh, uh, it was Kazen said, "Investing versus gambling." Right, like that. That, <laughs> that is the that there is a difference between uh, stocks like that, like GME that is, is a pure gamble versus like a financial advisor. Like I have a financial advisor. And, you know, he set up, you know, uh, a, a bunch of like, you know, SEP IRAs and uh, index funds and all sorts of different things. That, that's a completely different beast versus, uh, you know, like what the hell happened with yeah. GME. But, yeah. but I do think it was funny that it was GameStop. And I think that is the best <laughs> part about all this is that I, like two GameStops in my neighborhood just closed. Okay, because I went to go buy some Pokemon cards and they had just closed down. <laughs> and and <laughs> I was so tight. Uh, and I was like, yeah, uh, GME to the moon, I guess. You know, this is a believe in the stock, I guess, you know, because it's doing yeah. really well. But yeah, it's a little wild. It was. The whole thing is wild and, and will probably be wild as the SEC starts to uh, get involved a little bit more now. So, okay. Yeah. This, I mean, this makes sense. The, the um, ICLAS, I'm not sure how to say A I C A L A S, financial advisors have a fiduciary duty to their client. Hmm. Now, that, that makes sense to me. Like, a financial advisor, you you pay a financial advisor, right? Not yes. like someone who is yes. a licensed financial advisor. Yes. 
Yes. yes. Yeah. Or they get paid like like mad money. They get paid some other way. Like they get paid to do what they do, and they have a fiduciary responsibility to the person, the, to their client and stuff, not to fuck them over. Right. So and yes. we don't. So that that well, definitely yes. makes more sense to me, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes sense. But if you want to, if you <laughs> yeah. want to, we're all just being like, what? yeah. Listen, I'm in, yeah. I'm invested. Like I understand the difference between investment and, and, and stock trading because I have. You know, like an accountant who like has my shit invested very, very wisely, you know, and I've seen like, you know, a seven to eight percent return every year for the last five years, like clockwork, because that's the yeah. way it usually works. You know, yeah, I mean, barring a huge crash, that's what happens when you invest rather than, you know, trade stocks like a gambler. Exactly. Yeah, but, but yeah, if you want to start your investing fantasy league, uh, sign me up, dude. <laughs> I'm all about it, bro. Okay. Oh, man. Damn. Shoot a boy call. You know what I mean? Investing <laughs> in fantasy league. Oh boy. Wait, who's uh, not me? I want to know this person. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about video games, uh, as we sometimes do here. Uh, I like video games. Yeah, it's been a, a news-filled week, uh, to say the, the least. I guess let's start with the fucking cyberpunk stuff, because I think it's more... <sighs> I don't like people suck. Yeah. And, and CD project dread just like is having a tough time. <laughs> They're just having a tough time. Um, and the worst part, can you worst part of some of the, the language that was used in the publicly released letter, which is, I mean, I gotta, I gotta, as, you know, as far as how CDPR is handling that, like more power to them. They're not giving in, you know, like, Good stuff there. That's that's a smart move. Yeah. But the fact that the letter they released, like, clearly says, we have information that we will release that will damage your company and make your shares drop. Now it's like, even if you fix your shit, people know <laughs> that you have a lot of information that probably people shouldn't know about. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just like, a, that's like a, I, I said it on Twitter. I don't even know what comes. It's like a bad to worse to like whatever's after that. Like it just, it's just, it's so bad, man. Um, it it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, the shares did drop already. And this stuff hasn't even been released. Yeah. No, I mean, like not only nine hours ago, oh, they actually released all the stuff. They released the Gwent source code nine hours. No, no, ago. no, no, no. If you read, if you read the, the Fine little print. hacker message. Yeah. Like they, they oh, actually said oh, yeah, that. I think, yeah. They actually said, I think there was like financial documents or private documents or things that I don't even know if it related to a game. Yeah. I think it, it sounded yeah. like it was more related to the company. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they also did call out source codes for games, though. I'm almost certain they did. Oh, yeah. The, yeah they did. The... They called out a lot of stuff. Yeah. They hacked an entire one of their private servers. So they, they got a ton of stuff. Yeah. And, and that's um, nine hours yeah. ago, the Gwent source code leaked. So they are already oh, yeah. pushing stuff out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's funny because cybernews.com is reporting the Cyberpunk 2077 Gwent source code uh, has linked, uh, leaked after the ransomware attack. Yeah, here's the there actual uh, <clears throat> post that they put out yesterday. Um, and then they also released the notepad file uh, from the uh, people that hacked them uh, with the information, uh, which included lines like, you have been owned. Uh, which epically pwned, actually. Oh, epically pwned. Oh, I didn't. I, I thought pwned was the meme. I thought they said owned. Okay. I could have been. Hold on. I got to look at it. But I think it said epically pwned or something like that. It was just. It was written like it was written like a dude 
who is the guy from the Hacker Man gif. You know, like that, I think that's who hacked them. Uh, oh, they said pwned. Chat said they definitely said pwned. Okay, I did not. <laughs> I thought that was the meme that they said owned, which was already a crazy thing. Yeah, so I guess we'll just have to see. I mean, it it's real if that Gwent source code was leaked. Um, obviously, like leaking source code of games is bad, but what Co was saying is is also uh, true in the sense of like HR documents, financial documents, like that stuff. Uh, you know. Eventually, it gets to, like, personnel information, uh, and that's even scarier when you're, like, potentially straight-up doxing employees. Um, So, we'll see what happens. Um, They've already said that they're, like, not going to, uh, to, like, cave to it in any way, but who could have ever predicted that, like, this is where this story would go, the the story of of CD Projekt Red? All those years ago when Cyberpunk was announced, it's like, oh, yeah, that game's going to come out, crash and burn. It's going to end in the company leaking or having all of their source code leaked as well as financial and HR documents. It's just crazy. Uh, I, I don't really <laughs> have anything to read it? say. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's go, go ahead and read it. Yeah, it's a great yeah, thing. Yeah. Hello, go CD nuts. Project Red with exclamation points, like 20 of them on either side. You have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of the source codes from your per four server uh, for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. We also uh, we have also dumped all your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. <laughs> okay. Uh, if, we will not, if we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how you shitty your company functions. Yeah. Invest- <laughs> didn't, didn't like grammar or spell check this? Okay. It may not, it may not be the English in your company. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably very, right. Very large uh, option. <clears throat> yeah. Investors will lose trust in your company. The stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. As it's now, just so good. It's like out of a. I don't know I, I, I like I would say 90s hacker like movie. Be very careful saying good there. I think the yeah. the, the language oh, used may be entertaining. I'm but sorry. The situation is fucking abysmal. That's what I meant. I mean, I'm sorry. It's entertaining. I apologize. You're right. Not yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. They also uh made a another statement like a, a follow-up to the tweet saying that to our ex-employees as of this moment we don't possess evidence uh that any of your personal data oh, was okay. accessed. However, you know, they they're still recommending caution uh like enabling fraud alerts and stuff like that. Um I'm sure that they also sent out some correspondence to their ex-employees as well, but you know, that's that's good to know. Yeah. I, I will say though, now I I have faith in humanity, but let's be honest, probably not going to happen. Uh, they say that they're going to send this stuff to like gaming journalism. Does any reputable uh, gaming journal website run the story or like run like the information that they get? Because it seems like the reaction right now is kind of in the favor of CD Projekt. Right? You still have some awful people that are like, you really yeah. a bad game and blah, blah, blah. But would like the would even like a Kotaku run this? Like I I don't I would like to think that they wouldn't because it's I think I mean, it the way that they obtain is. is illegal. I, yeah, I was gonna say I hate to say it, but if if they if Kotaku were to get a data dump 
from these hackers that had a bunch of information that they could then, you know, report on first, I, I think they'd take that in a heartbeat. It depends what it um, is. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. Like. I mean, I mean, it could be some, it could be, it, it really, really does depend on what it is, but if it's something that, that is advantageous for a lot of hits, I would think they would run it in a heartbeat. Amen. Like if they, if they got a really bad bit of news and they call CDPR and they're like, look, we just got told this, you want to comment on it. And that was followed by a long pause with no, we don't want to comment on it. They'd probably run that story. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it, it might it, it be like a, yeah. like a standoff situation. Like all the journos are like, someone do it. And then we can all do it. Just, we need someone to go first. Yeah. All they have to yeah, do yeah, is go first and then we can go. Report. Yeah. They, they just, they just refer whoever reported it first and just like Kotaku is reporting or, or so-and-so is reporting because then yeah. it's like, it all gets, back to that person and it's all over the place anyway so yeah it gets really stick like sticky from a journalistic side of things because it also might be illegal uh to run some of that information depending on what said information is um but most of those places would probably do their due diligence to make sure they're not going to like open themselves up to lawsuit <laughs> uh yeah. but I, I think like if you run a story and say like hey we got sent a bunch of stuff about x y or z that in itself is like a pretty big story right so just the simple fact yeah. of saying like hey we got sent this shit we're not going to say what it is right now but that in itself is like a big deal and would carry you know that would be advantageous to the people saying that for whatever publication or site that they are uh representing but yeah Damn. yeah it's a it's a shitty situation and, and again it's it's not one i ever imagined uh cdpr would ever be in um it is the absolute last thing cdpr needed right now yeah like with everything else that's going on they were already in such hot water and then it's like for this to happen it's just like yeah it's 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 really 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 unfortunate yeah and the worst the worst the people that are better? losing here are the devs so like yeah. the people that are trying to just trying to work on these games and deliver good products it's it's really unfortunate yeah has the has the game gotten better since uh because i know not like really. I, I stopped playing recent not all that long ago uh but it was fine for me especially when i did the uh the tweak to like kind of uncap the frame rate and stuff um i did like the the ram i forget what it was it worked for some reason Um, uh, not a programmer uh <laughs> but since then i i kind of slowed off on it is it still bumpy is it still super glitchy what's going on they haven't done like a huge patch yet They've they've done one of their first kind of we're gonna try to knock out some of the more the more big bugs, but they they haven't mm -hmm. done any feature addition. They haven't you know they've got a long way to go still. Um, the last big fix was to fix something that was introduced in a patch having right. to do with some injection stuff that they unfortunately had in there. But you know that's Damn. what comes when you're trying to fix it as as fast as they're trying to kind of get it fixed. So it's 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 not yet to the like I'm I'm waiting to do my second playthrough, which I still want to do at some point. It is definitely not near the point where I'm going to go back to it or anything. Yeah. Zeke, are you still playing your uh, your playthrough of it? Yep. To double down on the word. Hour, hour here, hour there. Yeah. Takes, I mean, is it, it has a lot of shit. The game has a lot, a lot of content. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And if you do all the, like, if you do all the side shit, man, like I'm still muddling through. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of the content there is really 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 good really good some of the yeah. side quests and some and a lot of the main story is just it's top-notch man yeah, i think yeah. the, i didn't the, realize the your shit oh go ahead 
Oh, I was just saying the miss for me was just the hacking. That was like the biggest uh, miss for me as a, as a fan of the world and having played the pen and paper and all that stuff. And to hear how, uh, you know, going in and, and, and like jacking into the uh, to like the matrix, if you will, of, of the Internet or of the network is was so cool. And it that was just something that I kind of left a, a sour taste in my mouth. But like the rest of the game is it's 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 really vast and, and it's beautiful, like to see night city this thing that i've only ever read about and seen like drawings of you know when the first cyberpunk books came out uh it was just so cool and and yeah it's just yeah it's unfortunate man yeah and it's yeah. not like this this story will continue like it's not gonna be the last we hear about this leak and uh, especially with them leaking the, the gwent source code this morning like there's gonna be more of that over the next couple of days uh as this yeah. you know comes to light so I'm sure that story will uh, be back next week for us to uh, jump into. Uh, and hopefully the upswing is is soon, right? <laughs> like hopefully the it's not just a, a complete plummet downward uh, for the next seven days uh, in between we in between the, the shows. But we yeah. will see um, what else is out there. Not necessarily a, uh, you know, on the on the scale of the CDPR leak, but uh, was some interesting um Things that happened with a Terraria dev who went on to uh, announce via Twitter that they are canceling the Stadia version of Terraria because the developer's Google account got locked. Um, for weeks. For weeks, yeah. The, the tweet says, my phone has lost access to thousands of dollars on uh, of apps on Google Play. I had just bought Lord of the Rings 4K and I can't finish it. My Google Drive data is completely gone. I can't access my, access my YouTube channel. The worst of all is losing access to my Gmail address of over 15 years. I absolutely have not done anything to violate your terms of service, so I can't take this no other way than you deciding to burn this bridge. Consider uh, consider it burned. Uh, hashtag Terraria for at Google Stadia is canceled. My company will no longer support any of your platforms moving forward. It's important to note that also this was after, I think, a couple of days or a week of like trying to figure out uh, how to solve this behind closed doors. He didn't just like go straight to Twitter uh, as soon as this happened. Um, but yeah, that's and Terraria would have been huge for that platform. Absolutely, a much much needed win, especially after the developer first party dev shut down just a week ago. So to have that compile on top of it is just yeah, that's bad news. Yeah, yeah, that's um, bad news. I did see. I think the tweet got deleted, but there was a Google Stadia person. I don't know what uh, staff, what what level of staff they were. They were tweeting at Andrew to like have the the person that just said all that uh, to like have a conversation because they need Terraria, as Co just said, on the platform. Um, I was about, I was half expecting you about then just to say like, yeah. So uh, YouTube replied to the thread. If you're having trouble with your account, please send a PM with your account information. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be the worst. That would be yes. Yeah, so, uh, it was a PR dude for Stadia. Uh, fuck, the tweet was deleted. Uh, I want to read. Oh, it's, it was. Uh, I'm not going to say the person's name, but it was. The tweet was, "Hey Andrew, I'm sorry this is happening. Can we chat over a DM? I think it's outside your TAM's working hours at the moment, but I'd like to help if I can." So, I, I got, got you said that got deleted. Yeah, he deleted the tweet. Um, this was uh, like screen grabbed um, after the fact. Um, wow, interesting. Why would he delete that? I, I don't was know. Told maybe, to. Yeah, might have might have been told. Might have because I, I think if there's like. He's not the only person to have his Google account locked, and he's probably not the only person to have Google just like stonewall in terms of a conversation. So if he's getting special 
access or privilege uh, from the company. That would look bad from a grander standpoint. But also, if, fuck. Hey, if he's going to get screwed over, everyone else better get screwed over too. This is a this is an equal screw over policy. There are no specialties here. Darn right. Everyone gets screwed. Yep. Yeah. You know, you get screwed. You get screwed. You're cool. You're screwed. That's how you got to do it, Google. Shout yeah. out to the yeah. real OG. I didn't, I, I had no idea that like this could happen. I, I, uh, it, it, the reason it popped up on my radar is because everyone was saying like, oh, is dogpiling on the commentary of like, yeah, if you get your act, your account locked, like it's very, very fucking hard to get it back. Um, so I don't know what happened or why it got locked in the first place. I didn't see any of that information. Don't know if it's out there. It might be. But it makes you wonder, like, how much of the world has all of their stuff in something like Google and how much of that stuff can just be gone in, like, a snap, right? Dude, I actually yeah. replied to that thread because that that's scary. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, there, you know, I have a lot of stuff in Google, including my YouTube. And it's like if all of if all of that just got locked overnight and there was no way to ever get it fixed and you have no one you can talk to. Yeah. Um, like that's that's horrifying, man. Yep. Yeah, and and also the way the lock like something like that is, it it sounds like it was like a a very clear violation of TOS like of some kind, but to get Stonewall like that and also to be a, a game dev that is actively working on a game working. that is like you would imagine that he has a contact. I mean, you know, we when I was at Twitch, we had direct contacts with uh you know certain parts of uh the studio like that i could call on my phone like easy so for him to not even have that and then and we're not even talking about like some small indie game like even though terraria is a is considered like an indie game uh i mean terraria is a freaking big deal i mean how many copies did it sell like a lot like, I oh, thought, yeah. like 30 million or something like that like a some lot, absurd number yeah and to not have any kind of communication with a studio that makes a massively sell, uh, selling game and you're and you already need that game for your platform is mind-boggling and it makes me question like really just the amount of red tape that goes on at all these corporations like they're too fat they're too heavy they have too much bloat and they have to trim it it's the same problem that happened to Amazon. It's the same problem that happens at Google. It's all the same, right? In order to, for you to talk to one person, you have to talk to like eight different people along the way to just for just for you to be able to chat with that one individual. It's it's absurd, and and that's why I said like when I was at Twitch just starting, we had direct contacts. But as we became Amazon, and then you know Amazon gets involved, then then the layers started to like appear and started to like manipulate how the process would go. It's just. It, my, it just blows my mind that something like that could happen and it has to resort well, to a tweet yeah and what's even crazier is the the timing with the first party stuff and the fact that you know google just announced that they're shutting down pretty much all of their first party stuff for stadia which then had the public go oh, okay so in that case you're probably going to be focusing on your third party and then all of a sudden this guy who's like one of their top third party people <laughs> is saying this yep. kind of stuff it's like what are you focusing on? Are you just giving up on Stadia? Like, you're clearly not doing first party anymore. This is how you're treating your third party. Like, what is going on over there? Yeah, and they had, uh, didn't they get Jade Raymond uh, to do yep. yeah. a big We were talking about that like, last week. Yeah. Rock, yep. Rockstar. Jade, Jade Raymond, Raymond, bro. Yeah. And, 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 you, and you botched it. How do you do that? That's just mind-blowing. It's, it's, in, it's incredible. Like, that kind of failure is something I wish to achieve. So that this way I can continue to fail upward. <laughs> 
You know, I, I need that in my life. <laughs> I wish to oh, achieve man. that level of failure. I like that. <laughs> yeah, because clearly it doesn't affect him. You know, no. like yeah, you, you right? shut down. It's crazy. The world of C level executives is not necessarily built on failures, right? Like it's it, it, failures mean nothing to that. If you fail at a company, you just go to another company and see if it works yeah. out there. Like that's how that stuff goes in kind of the tech biz, unfortunately. Have you guys tried Stadia at all? Uh, I think I, me and Co I tried it. it I tried it, and for my area was it was not good. Like there was a noticeable like half to one second lag on almost everything I tried. Every action game I played mm. was not playable. I have heard that some people have had good times with it. Like some people are in good areas yeah. and almost everything they play is somewhat responsive. And I just wish it was like that for everybody. But the worst part is that's what we were saying was was what was going to be the problem. Like it, it, this has happened so many times for, for systems like that, where it's like, it doesn't matter how much they want it to work or had, or how good the tech is you're holding in your hand. There's infrastructure issues. Yeah. that you yeah. can't get over just because you want to so yeah i mean it's unfortunate yep i played a game of PUBG on uh on stadia and it was i was actually <laughs> impressed with it it was it was pretty good um so i i'm, I'm assuming because i'm in new york maybe you know a little bit easier routing uh, might be for, better there yeah exactly even though my internet connection is terrible i'm assuming you know whatever they have out here just works really well with it so it was not bad Obviously, noticeable latency, like, it, you know, you couldn't get, like, true precision aiming. Um, but it, was, it wasn't it was bad, you know, and I was impressed. But there wasn't enough to keep me engaged. And the fact that I'm paying a subscription for this on top of also buying all the games on a, on a cloud that, you know, when we've seen what's been happening, right? Like, didn't they just shut down uh, Battleborn, right? Uh, just recently. Yeah. And... They shut down the server, the campaign. You can't play anything. Even if you own the disc, you can't play anything. So it's like, I, you know, I, there's just no way in hell that I'm going to give my money to Google for, for a cloud thing that's probably going to disappear in six months. Get the hell out of here. Right. That's not happening. Yeah. It, I think when that stuff got announced, and I think I've said this before on the show, so apologies if I have, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if, if like Google can't, figure it out or like make a product around there with the funds and like the infrastructure that they have. Like, I don't know who's going to make that like dream work unless it's steam and they just allow you to like use your entire steam library that you already have. And yeah. somehow that works. Well, that's you're talking about like the NVIDIA system, which people yeah. seem to think is, you know, probably going in a better direction right now. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Like it's, it's the, yeah. it's that type of tech where I think it's not going to surface up for, a while uh especially when we were all saying like oh yeah you know this is the the next big thing if it works so then didn't work <laughs> didn't work uh, um x cloud's good though i did try x cloud uh i yeah, had there, there's some services that work yeah yeah and i was able to play and it wasn't perfect again but you know i was able to play halo uh on a phone that was kind of nuts so i'll take that you know yeah. small wins yeah the x cloud stuff is cool for sure uh, following up on the the Amazon stuff uh, that we were talking about last week, um, this came out uh, during the show last week, so I didn't catch it. Um, but Amazon's it was it's interesting when you go and like look at all the stuff they reported on last week about Amazon that the their new CEO uh, Andy Jassy um, made a uh, a statement that says some businesses take off in the first year 
and others take many years. Uh, wrote uh, Jassy, currently head of Amazon's cloud computing division and Frazzini's boss. Frazzini is Mike Frazzini, the head of Amazon Game Studios, uh, and he was the subject of the Bloomberg profile. Um, and though we haven't consistently it's succeeded, fire. yeah, uh, uh, though we haven't consistently succeeded yet in Amazon Game Studio, I believe we will hang. I believe if we hang in there, we will. So, well, New World know. is that game. New World is that game for them. Honestly, that's their that's their best shot right now. Yeah, it's because uh, it's, it's the furthest along. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really their only shot because it's the only thing that they have right now. The uh, well, they have release stuff. They have some stuff that that isn't announced that are work, yeah, they're working. Yeah, they have a Lord of the Rings RPG that they're working on, even though Lord of the Rings Online already exists. But right. they're doing a Lord of the Rings MMO. Then they also have a sci-fi uh, MMO. They're really they're really like heads first in the MMO genre, which I find to be quite interesting, considering like everyone else got is, the fuck is, away is, from it. <laughs> feels like they're trying to get away from it. You know, like Blizzard's like, all right, if you want WoW Classic, we'll give it to you, bunch of heathens but whatever uh and then amazon's like bring on the mmos you know i, I just don't i just well, don't get it but it could be because of their cloud computing system yeah. yeah i was just gonna say to be fair like we need more good mmos but the the keyword there is good. to make yeah yeah they're so and, hard and to, they're, they're tough to make and they and being good is another thing also i mean there's so many mmos right now that are in development hell you know like camelot and chain crowfall pantheon you know all these all these companies that have been working for like five to eight years on these things and yep. they're still not cresting their hills but yeah i mean the, the world could definitely use some more good mmos oh my lord someone in my chat said i forgot that uh, amazon did this they got lost ark uh the the triple oh, yeah, yeah the publishing yep. rights for, so that actually that might work could out. be a massive hit yeah. so yeah i have high hopes for that one that, yeah. that game sounds really cool if they can pull it off and get it over here and working like that would be that'd be a big win that'd be yeah. a big win from the i i I forgot what stage it was, if it was a beta or whatever, but there was a decent amount of streamers on, on Twitch that were playing it and it did look good. The Russian beta, was it? Yeah, some it was some not English beta that had a English patch that you could apply to it that I think was fan made. I'm not hundred percent certain. Um, oh, for Lost Ark? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just that people downloaded the Korean version and there was like an English and you could find yeah. like the English section, but it was like not finished at all or something like that. I don't, I don't remember of the, but I remember everyone was down because like I was going to do it, and then I got to the page and it was all in Korean, and I was like, well, not smart to figure this out because I barely know English, and then, <laughs> uh, then that was it. So yeah. kind of just gave up. We'll see. Uh, speaking of MMOs and World of Warcraft and Activision Blizzard, they say that they do not expect Overwatch Two or Diablo Four to launch in 2021. So I think they're just going to continue making a billion dollars, probably tenfold of that from Modern Warfare. Uh, <laughs> that second one is really confusing. Diablo Four. What are okay? No, Overwatch Two. Oh yeah. Like, yep. As far as I knew, they weren't doing a huge amount with that. Like I thought, I thought it was just some new maps, and that's what and, I thought. Like, not a bunch of new. Like, I, what is what's taking them? Have they been me, doing a lot of stuff for Overwatch? I don't know enough because I have not visited that world. Golden Boy might be a better source on that but he also might know a lot more than the public does so he might not be able to talk about that uh i don't know i don't know i don't know, I don't okay, know any behind, behind the scenes i know from what i've understood just the scope has changed right i can imagine because have, yeah yeah like I, I played it at blizzcon and you know it was just one of those missions that you play in overwatch and you would run around as lucio and reinhardt and tracer and you would do like little fun things, but 
there really wasn't any depth to it. If anything, it was mostly just the cutscenes were sick. Like that was like the the big big chunk of it was like storytelling, which is something that they obviously really want to do. Right. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, this this year, Overwatch League needs to get through this year in order for it to survive. And totally. I am I I I'm and I love Overwatch. Like it's it's a it's so near and dear to my heart. As a fan, as a talent, as someone who's been invested in the game for years, but to hear that Overwatch Two will not make 2021 was like gut wrenching because we we all thought that this year was going to be the uh, you know what do they call it like just just a holdout year. That's what we thought this year was going to be, but then COVID hit, and then all the home stands kind of disappeared because like the. The beauty was going to be that Overwatch League was leaving the arena and was going to start going on the road every single week. So that was going to be the big hook that you were going to see home and away games every single week. Right. Then COVID hits. It all gets sent to home. All the players, you know, go to Korea, creates this really weird region splitting that that happened where New York is now a Korean team <laughs> uh, or New York is a, is in a Korean region, not playing in the eastern region. It was really topsy-turvy. I didn't know about any and of then, that, Jeez. Yeah, and then, you know, you find out the game's not coming out until next year, and it's just like, oh, my God, like, this this can't be happening. Like, I'm really concerned about the game. And they're not doing any new content besides skins for Overwatch. So everyone's just playing the same maps over and over and over again. I can't do that, you know? <laughs> like, I can't mentally do that. That's really unfortunate, man. Toxic douchebags and ranked, you know? <laughs> like, who wants to do that? <laughs> So I, I yeah. don't know. It, so apparently it's it's a much bigger game and visually it's supposed to be a huge update, but I it does boggle my mind that even now it's still not ready. Yeah. Well, someone in my chat makes a good point that uh BlizzCon is a week from this weekend, uh, which I as a Blizzard fan, admittedly, had no fucking clue that was the case. Uh, I heard they're gonna announce Overwatch three. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I mean, I, I remember when Overwatch 2 was announced and it was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck does that? Why not just call it Overwatch? Why does it have to be 2? <laughs> I, I remember being in the crowd and seeing it and everyone was like, Overwatch 2, and the number came up. I was like, oh, they're doing a second one? <laughs> yeah. The what first one's the first done. One? <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Why don't you give me some new stuff there, dog? Yeah. You know? It's, it's weird. Lord have mercy. I... I I think every BlizzCon, at least the past two or three years, has been like, you know, Blizzard's got to, they got to show something. They got to bring it. And it's been like, uh, next year, next year, this, next year's going to be the one. And now I'm right. If you ask me if I'm excited about BlizzCon this year, I hope so, but I don't have any proof <laughs> to be excited at this point. Have they announced they're going to be like charging people a lot to watch it and stuff? I think the opening, I, I think they're going to do it. If they do what they've always done, the opening will be free, and then they'll have like a digital ticket to watch the other stuff. I don't know if that's cool. the case this time around. Yeah, um, it, it might. Well, they probably won't because you know they're, they're, it's like it's, also the name is not great. It's called BlizzCon Line, dude. You know? I saw that and I did a double take. I was like, you're gonna call it Con Line, like 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 I'm conning you, like Con Line <laughs> Blizzard Con Line. Like <laughs> that's not you guys are joking, right? That's not real. No, no, absolutely. No, no, con line, dude. It, like I get if it was kind of called BlizzCon Live. Like I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Like that sounds good. Better like BlizzCon Line. What's wrong with you? How, you know how does marketing. a PR person not see that or a marketing person and think like, guys, 
We're literally calling the show Conline. After all of the know, shit right? that we've exactly. put out there, like Conell oh. it right on the head. We, uh, like, how does that clear Online? marketing and PR? Man. Z, by the we way, should hire them for our uh, investor fantasy league. That's right. right back. Okay. Cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, Chad also pointed out that it is completely free. There's no like digital pass or anything like that. Um, so you can okay, watch the entire good. weekend uh, for free. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like I'll, I guess I'll watch the, like the keynote keynotes are always fun to watch. Uh, the openings are always fun to watch, but like, yeah, the people that I would watch those for are no longer with the company. So I don't like, yeah. It's going to feel real weird when like some fucking suit walks out there and he's like, let's go horde. And everyone's like, Hey, show us the fucking games. <laughs> they don't even <laughs> scream for the horde. <laughs> just say like, we got our phones, jackass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the entire culture is just shifted around that entire company. Uh, code disconnected. Dude, if, he said he was going to go do something real quick. He'll, he'll be back. What soon. if dream Haven is like, we're going to do dream Haven line. Same time same place but instead Jesus. it's just just mike morheim just sitting there talking about the game they want to make yeah you know i'll take it i don't know man i guess we'll i guess we'll I see what what if it let's keep keep going with it what about the destiny guardian line well you know i mean they Fun. did uh was it Gathalian, Broman, and then did Guardian Con, which yeah. is great. Now, or now it's not Guardian Con anymore, but that was like a great name, you know? Uh, and I'm sure like Destiny probably wanted to see that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like Guardian Con, that's fine, right? BlizzCon even makes sense. But like, you know, BlizzCon line, like you're just, you're just, you're setting yourself up for failure oh. right out of the gate. That said, though, I do think it is going to be a pretty good show. I think they're going to show more about Diablo 4. Uh, I think they're going to give us uh, a deeper look. I mean, they better. You know, at this point, they better. They have no choice. They yeah. they can't show up and everyone has phones it because otherwise it's going to be a, an absolute disaster. I, I, I think this year will be the year that they just let Call of Duty continue to make them billions and Diablo Mortal will come out and that game... Well, yeah. we'll we'll most likely face a lot of like pushback on social media and everything. The quiet majority will continue just to pay money on their phones and make a billion dollars off of that very easily. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I think that game will be That's wildly successful, potentially more successful than Diablo Four, uh, just because of how phone games work and how much that audience. Uh, Are you talking about COD Mobile? No, well, even COD Mobile makes a billion dollars oh, a yeah. fucking year. Like that just does so well. Yeah. Um, and it, it's the, 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 the silent majority of that audience that just rakes it in for, for Activision Blizzard. So through that, yeah. And then of course the chats point out a bunch, uh, that, uh, burning crusade classic will most likely be announced, um, to continue on from vanilla classic, which I think was also very successful, uh, for them just to get people back on the, uh, the monthly, the monthly subscription, Funny enough, I was subscribed all the way from December till now, and I have not logged in. Wow. In fact, it was not even installed on my computer. So they're also probably raking in money still to this day uh, from World of Warcraft accounts that people just forgot that they're paying money on. Um, Jeez. So, yeah, all that and more. Uh, we'll definitely be covering the uh, the BlizzCon stuff. I don't know if we'll be doing a live co-stream or anything, if, if we even can to begin with, um, but we'll see, and uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that. 
Yeah, that subscription stuff sucks, man. That just happened to my OnlyFans. Like all of my like they just kept going and <laughs> that's how I forgot I like forgot to cancel them because I don't look at them. Yeah. Yeah, you totally don't look at them. Yeah, I'm like sense. in months. That's how they get months. you. I haven't looked at anything. That's how they get you. Yeah. Uh Warner Brother Games has now successfully uh had a patent approved for their Nemesis system after multiple attempts. Um, this kind of sparked the conversation of what game developers slash publishers can copyright or patent or, you know, when it comes to systems and games. Um, I think that there are another handful of examples. Uh, my brain is failing me on what those examples actually are that have been patented. But the big talk right now is the Nemesis system uh, from the Shadow of Mordor uh, and really the Mordor games from Warner Brother Games is uh, is patented. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I, I've seen similar systems in other games. So does that mean they can no longer do it? Uh, I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, obviously, we're not lawyers, but it is kind of weird to see um, systems like that be patented uh, so that other games cannot steal them. What do you guys think about it? I'm trying I'll to think of like, I, I want to, I really want to know like what other, what other systems have been patented? Because it's my my contention or my first instinct is to, you know, the knee jerk reactionary shit's like, oh, they could do, like they could have just patented like dodge rolling in like uh, Dark Souls or something, and then no one else could ever use it. Right. Like something as simple as like pressing A to jump or something like that. You know, that to extend it all the way out to its ridiculous, you know, conclusion. Mm. But like the Nemesis system. Was something that was kind of like, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it? Wasn't it kind of uh, uh, innovative and everybody like was really like totally. away by it and shit like that. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was huge because it was like it was a very unique way. And because and I, I, I know, like when the game came out, everyone was a little concerned given the track record of Lord of the Rings games. Like he had some decent ones, but they weren't like they were just action brawlers. You know, you just run through cut, cut, cut with you know Legolas more than likely. You know, he's like super weeb and everyone's like, yeah, just go for it, you know? Uh, but then like this game, they decided to make it something a little bit more in depth. And I think like, it's a really, it's a really smart business move, but in the grand scheme of the industry, it, it is really, it's really messed up. And, you know, because I think that like, can you imagine if Rockstar had decided to patent the way that they designed open world games, you know, because like they kind of created the framework for how people do this. Like they, they Grand Theft Auto three was like an incredible undertaking. And there were open world games that existed prior to that, but it was the way that Rockstar did it was so unique. Uh, and I'm sure that there were some uh, methods and systems that they put in place that allowed them to be able to render out the cities the way that they did, even though they needed like 15 hour long loading screens, it still was a really, really awesome undertaking. So can you imagine if like they went and patented that? Can, like then we wouldn't even have what we have now. That said, I don't know if the Nemesis system is like as big or as as, as, a, as a mountain mover as open world or as BR. Because like also PUBG tried to, to do this as well. Uh, if you guys recall, but they tried to sue uh, Epic That's right. for uh, for that. Fortnite because mm -hmm. they stole like the concept of the BR, and then I guess they were just like, "Nah, fam, you can't you can't claim that." So 
I don't know, maybe it's something in a particular coding that Warner Brothers did that was like super unique to their team Let's that see. they wanted to ensure that they preserved. That that's my guess. Uh yeah, people kept like shouting at me that Namco patented it. Patented uh loading screen games yeah. for 15 years or something like that. Yep. Yeah, that was that um, was opened up in 2015. And another another thing to point out, patented just means that you have to pay the person with the patent to use it. Yes. It doesn't mean you can't use it, but you can't use it without their permission and and or paying them. Yeah. So the the it says the patent filed was as quote Nemesis characters, Nemesis forts, social vendettas, and followers in computer games. Uh, end quote. Effectively codifies the functions of Monolith's Nemesis system and the sum of its parts as the property of Warner Brothers. Uh, while the language uh, in the application is fairly obtuse, as most patents claims tend to be. The, quote, short uh, version is that the patent covers a system featuring procedurally generated NPCs that exist in a hierarchy and interact uh, with and will remember the actions of players, have their appearance slash behavior altered by players, and whose place in that hierarchy can change and affect the position of other NPCs in said hierarchy. And yes, that's the simplified version, uh, IGN reports. So I'm sure hmm. a lawyer got in there and wrote some very verbose language on what the patent actually means and how it's structured. Um, but it is real weird because, you know, I think the video game industry from a developer side is like just based on iteration, right? Like you go look at breath of the wild and how many like developers that impacted in just the different systems from that. I mean, you can even go way further back than that. Um, yeah. and, and look at all those systems. I mean, dark souls, like almost every game has been oh yeah this is like a dark souls mechanic like that that in its very nature gets uttered almost every you, game you know what a really great example of that is what's that valheim oh where it's just a summation of everything it's it's basically like everything <laughs> that has already been done before with a few cool mechanics on itself but it's just everything that's been done before really well yeah like there are like i'd say 90 percent of valheim has been done in other games. Um, but yep. they just took that and they were like, we're going to do this super well in a bug-free environment. We're going to throw some of our own spice on it. And all of a sudden it's this incredible product. I mean, so it's like to think like, like one of the things that I, I tweeted out a, a hot take on that stuff. Yeah. There were a few people that were like, oh man, well, you know how, you know, this is, this is dumb that you would think that patents are bad. Blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, well, imagine a world where every time a game comes out, anytime there's a major release, it comes with a packet of packets for that game or, or a, pa a pack of patents. Like, it's like, here is our new game and here are the five patents for what we came up with. Here's our second new game. Here's the seven patents that we came up with this game. And it just like yeah. built and built and built and built and built. And it just became regular for whenever a game to come out that it, you know, that it, oh, what patents came out with that one? And yeah. it's like, that would be a nightmare situation. Um, I mean, sure, it's happened a few times over history, but like to see a company try to do something on something as 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 kind of iterated on as just kind of like an, an enemy system that grows and builds itself and you know like it's very strange that they did that especially considering also if you look back like mountain blade even has systems that are kind of similar to that with the way that the lords and stuff work and it's like 
Yeah. What what exactly are they trying to do with that? Yeah. I mean, it's just weird, man. Bad faith. Chad had the same idea I I did when he started going down the path of like, what if it came out with this like pack of pens? The indie scene is just destroyed at that point because it oh, becomes yeah, so dude. expensive to make a game. You have Probably to like WB, it. like a cool indie game gets announced and yeah. then a WB lawyer knocks on their door. So that uh, that cool system that we saw in your preview thing, uh, you're gonna have to look at line 35 here. Uh, we're gonna need 35 percent of your licenses and um, yeah. Oh, Which, and the upfront fee. The the to me the more ironic thing you brought up Valheim, but like Riot exists because it just straight up stole the idea of a MOBA. Not stole, but took the idea of a mobile and iterated from on Dota. it. Blizzard exists hey, Dota because it dope. just took the MMO from EverQuest and made a better MMO. I mean, that's kind of been Blizzard's entire thing the past few years. And imagine like like Dude, Dota started as a multiplayer map. Imagine if Blizzard had then made its own Dota and then patented it. And it's like they could have just literally pulled the rug out of the guy who came up with the thing in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh... I, I don't think it becomes a norm, though. I, I, I think that uh, Warner Brothers is a really interesting uh, publisher studio. Like, I, I, I don't think that you would see this as a standard across the board because even just Warner Brothers games in general have always been... It's gonna sound weird, but it, I've always viewed them as kind of like isolated from the broader uh, gaming industry. Like, I think I they, agree they, with that. you know, uh, even when you go to like cons when those existed, uh, you know, they'd always be like, just, just there. You're like, oh, Warner Brothers is a game studio. Okay, I, cool. You know, and then you just kind of just like move on with your life. I think for me, and, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it, it. I always think of Warner Brothers as like the Hollywoodification of video games. And so I've always kind of thought them as like, oh, yeah, that's Hollywood making video games, even though that's really fucked up to say because they're just game developers like everyone else. But it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. the Hollywoodification of video games. Um, yeah. And, and, and they have uh, Back for Blood as well. Uh, well they have a bunch of IP. Is, yeah. Yeah. Which is a game I'm very much looking forward to and made by a fantastic studio. But like, you know, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Like a new version of Left for Dead. Yes basically the same thing <laughs> so they're gonna go ahead and like patent a system in one game and then rip off another game off like yep. you want to know what else warner brothers games uh also uh ripped uh a little uh small game called infinite crisis if you happen to remember that game yeah uh which was, was a, a dc universe moba yep yeah they ripped that right out of the riot playbook you know it didn't really work out that well yeah but- yeah. play superman you know pretty lit i remember that being at pax that was the only place i saw it what's <laughs> it pax i was supposed to years. commentate that game they, yeah I was, I was supposed oh, to cast it wow yeah. dude it, it's it's been so long it it literally took me a second to remember it like yeah holy that was a thing for a while that yeah. was a big thing for a while i remember that like wow there you go i came out and everyone was like dc's gonna do it and marvel's gonna do it and Pokemon's going to do it, but Pokemon's doing it, but they did it like 15 years later, but you know, at all. And they did it on a phone. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty wild. So I, I do feel, I do think it's like a bit of irony that back for blood is coming out. is literally a rip of left for dead, both games. Phenomenal by the way. And then Warner brothers is like, but this system that we made, we're going to protect it. And it's like, uh, okay, maybe if now if they come out and try and patent left for dead, I, I like that, that format, that system, there will be some fighting and see and this is the thing that's so weird like what what in their minds like it it it, first of all that that patent for this nemesis system apparently according to the article not the first time they tried it they had to like try multiple times 2015 
specific patent. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that means you obviously spend a lot of resources to lock down this one element of a game yeah. that honestly wasn't even really in. Like, what is your perspective on this? Why are you spending resources getting this locked down? You know, is it is this the only thing you're going to do it on? Or is this just the start of you like nailing down a process for future projects? Like, why would they do that? What is the purpose of them doing that? And especially considering it probably cost them tens of thousands of dollars in, in yeah. lawyer fees and, 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 you know, all sorts of fees. Like, what is the thinking there? Do they actually think they're going to make money? Yeah, I, I think they potentially, I mean, from to put on their perspective, uh, hat, <laughs> I guess it could be the fact that like, if you apply the idea that they're like the Hollywoodification, right? So they deal in licenses all day. They have the Lord of the Rings license, which they probably pay a fee to the owner of that, uh, estate. Um, so if you think in that way, maybe their goal is to make money off of that system by just licensing out that system to other AAA games like Ubisoft, who would love to have that in an Assassin's Creed game, right? Or, so or on, whoever. On, in following that line of thinking, yeah. if they are doing this to make money, wouldn't the next logical step be they would do that to as many things as they could? Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing, though. I think how it works is uh, if you can cite, like, someone in chat said this, so something similar, but if you can cite a, a previous instance of this mechanic or whatever, the... It, as long as you can go back and you can't go back any further, that's the only person that can patent it is the, the first thing, the first instance of it uh, coming out. So anything that's already been like, there's a lot of shit that's like 40 What's, or not, maybe not 40, but like, you know, 30 years old. It's not easy to probably do. could never patent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it took them since 2015 to finally get this approved um, according to this article. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's um, a weird thing to fight for for so long. Like, I, I don't know, man. I wonder. I, I really wonder if this, if there's something bigger going on that just weren't picking up. It's on just one it. dev that was upset that like Ubisoft sold. He's like, I'm gonna fuck the Ubisoft. Dude, maybe, maybe it's some kind of vendetta thing about like yeah. some guy who left the, who left the company and was gonna develop like this cool game based on the Nemesis system. This one it. guy was like, you know what? <laughs> you. I don't think you're gonna do that. Uh, you can talk to my lawyers. Like, I really do wonder if there's like some, because it seems so long to fight for something kind of obscure. And then, yeah. It is a little weird. It's, it's going to be very interesting seeing where this goes. Yeah. 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 It will. It will. It, I I hope it's the last time we're talking about video game pens, but I. For sure. It's probably not going to be, unfortunately. Like people have pointed out, this is not the first time. I mean, even Tetris, like, didn't they, they somebody replied to, I think Swifter actually responded. They had a name like, for it. Yeah. They actually like, copyrighted their little blocks and stuff and everything so i mean it's and you know konami yeah. is the infamous one like you guys mentioned earlier so i'm sure we'll see it again but yeah yeah hopefully hopefully not a lot yeah the medium has a patent wait really for what the what? the way that they do the camera splitting maybe the camera stuff yeah that would be kind of wild I, I hadn't heard anything about that somebody in my chat just said that yeah split screen stuff wow Maybe Microsoft depends yeah. on using more of that. I bet you if we dug deep enough, uh, and I'm sure it's you don't have to dig that deep, there's probably some insane patents out there that exist in the video game world um, that are upheld that we just never hear about because people can't use those type of things in their games. So you just don't talk about them, maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if there's, if there's going to be... like I, I would assume not, but... You know, the the... the 
God, they, there's a name from like the people who patent trolls. Who, who, yeah, there you go, patent trolls. That's oh, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like who who patents something that has never been patented? Like it's never been patented, and they take the initiative. They look, they do their research, and they patent it, and then they start charging. Uh, you know, loss, frivolous lawsuits. Yeah. Someone like tries to patent like the sprint button or something like that, or the jump yeah. button. <laughs> yeah, like, some absurd shit. Yeah. I could see that happening. I could totally see that happening too. Yeah. Um, just a couple more things and we'll take our break. I don't know how like newsworthy this is, uh, but there was gameindustry.biz was reporting on it. Um, he's now apologized for his uh, reset era post. Um, but the Moon Studios, uh, Ori uh, devs, uh, CEO and uh, game director, Thomas Muller, uh, called other game studios uh, out for misrepresenting their games ahead of launch. Um, the post was titled why are gamers so eager to trust and even forgive the snake oil salesman, um, targeting industry veterans, uh, or veteran Peter Molyneux, no man's sky developer, Sean Murray and cyberpunk 27, uh, studio CD project red. He accused them of lies and deception, uh, selling features that don't exist and overhyping their games, making fools of players. He also criticized journalists for happily playing along each and every single time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's out, obviously come out now and apologized for all of this, uh, saying he quote, did not choose the right tone or platform to express his thought, which it's not an apology. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just, Hey, I got caught. In saying he something. called that a non-apology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless Wait, that's, he, uh, maybe he's that's, apologizing uh, for what exactly for, for calling Peter Monolu well, and these other guys like snake oil salesman. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's right, but. Yeah. The the weird thing though is is he's right, but I think they all got lambasted publicly. Like, I mean, I guess I guess you could say that when they were saying the stuff before the games came out, that maybe there should have been a little bit more, you know, like follow up there. But I mean, all those all those three people got ripped in half, especially Peter these days yeah. when he brought out that mobile app, and I don't even know if he's even paid the guy that won it yet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, yeah, they all got destroyed. Sean Murray, especially, yeah. like he you know, notoriously pitched the features he wanted in the game, not actually were in the game. Um, yeah. Granted, you know, he followed up and it's now a huge success story. But I mean, even at the time, people were people were really hating on him when No Man's Sky came out. Yep. So kind of a weird yeah, look and there. I'm still waiting for that version of Fable that Peter Monolude talked about because <laughs> that sounded dope as hell. Way, right? Yeah, you and my fiance yeah. both. <laughs> I, I was I was on, on that X. I, I remember reading that X. No, that Game Informer article, uh, and I was like, "Yo, this game sounds crazy! They're like they're gonna be able to pull this off." And then the game comes out. It's like, "Oh, you skipped the entire time from being a kid to an adult." <laughs> Tight, you know, because that's like not what I wanted to do initially. Yeah, I. But that's like the Jackie's hope in Cyberpunk. Yeah. Oh, dude, that yeah. was that was also just like that was surprising. They definitely the, like uh, like CD Projekt Red definitely teased that there was going to be like this whole epic story of getting to know Jackie, and instead it was like a two minute montage. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like of, oh, there goes all that gameplay and interesting character drunk dancing in a club, and and then and then and then he's uh, he's gone. All right, great, good job. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say though, I think the Sean Murray instance was very uh, interesting because yes, he did he. he you you, you kind of have to feel for for Hello Games because they are they were a really small studio, right? Like, well, he wasn't like a PR people? guy, right? Like, that's yeah. To cut to the he chase, wasn't like, a PR guy. Yeah, he was a yeah. dev dude. He goes, he 
he shows how like you can see how passionate he is about this Slash and then nervous. the whole time <laughs> yeah and then the whole time everyone the conversation on the internet was like man if a, if a team of 10 people are able to pull this off my god that'd be really cool you know and then and then playstation comes in with the the marketing muscle you know they just start throwing everything behind it because playstation desperately needed that exclusive to like really pop off and then it just tanked miserably and playstation slowly backed away and then and then they backed away and then they just let sean murray and them take the the brunt of it yeah. which was well deserved to be fair you know but also let's not forget that sony like they were the ones that were pushing that thing to the moon baby and then once it looked bad they were like i don't know anything about no man's sky that's that guy <laughs> yeah. we'll talk to him yeah and, and that's how it felt like you know they just left him kind of hang out to to dust and yeah they sold millions but but playstation was a was a big part of that but then you know but fanboys going fanboy not mean that they're gonna they're gonna hold their hold their their sword up high for playstation the sony defense force that's true yeah um yeah so that's that he, he has a much longer apology now that i've i've gone and, and read it so i don't want to completely discredit it um but you can go find that on uh gameindustry.biz if you are so inclined uh what else um is there any actually like i know final fantasy 14 announced a new expansion um what else was there in terms of like and that's the last one right it's the last one of the main story well okay it's the last one of the current story uh 6.0 and the the new thing is that usually the patch so i have to explain the patch structure to why this is a big deal every expansion is a main story so 5.0 4.0 3.0 uh, and yeah. the, the patches afterwards, 5.1, 5.2, 5.3 are always the end of that story. So there's a big culmination at the end of like 5.0, but then they like wrap it up 5.1, 5.2, 5.3, then 5.4, mm-hmm. 5.5 are the introduction to the next story. This one's going to be different because 6.0 is the end of the current story. 6.1 is a brand new story. Uh, with they don't, they're not really saying like what is what um so that's like the the big news going into this to say anything about like what was in the trailers it's weird talking about the game because it's like hey i could spoil 200 hours of where it's going if you really want to watch that story trailer <laughs> uh but i'm not gonna so if you, if you are so inclined by all means you won't make it Thank won't you. make any sense um but yeah you can go check out the the trailer if you really want to um but it looks cool like uh, i think the fan base is super into it um they did go on to announce some stuff that kind of pissed off like the 1% of the 1% when it came to the hardcore Raiders. Um, they pushed back a thing called an ultimate, which is a fight that is geared towards like the 1% of the, the best players that will clear it. Um, mm. And that is now coming out in 6.1 instead of uh, 5.5. So essentially like nine months from now is uh, maybe even more than that. A year from now is when that patch will come out um so the people that are you know the hardcore raiders of the game kind of just sit on their fucking hands uh for the next year yeah like they don't really have anything to do um which sucks like there's no way to say that that's a good thing um but yeah it's a very small percentage of people that actually clear that um not saying that that's a, a reason for it to occur but yeah square stated like covid being the main reason there um pushing all that stuff back so we'll see we'll see how it goes um 
but yeah, if you want to watch, I had a, me and Jesse Cox streamed uh, all of that. It's about four hours long was kind of their big reveal uh, trailer. That's up on my YouTube if you care. Um, and then was there any other like game announcements this past week? Or Someone said like... EA might cancel Anthem. Oh, yeah. What happened there? So apparently, yeah, apparently like uh, Papa EA is going to be talking to Bioware and they're going to be like, so how are we looking on Anthem? And because oh, Bioware has been incubating it, and uh, apparently they're either going to go for it and say, "Okay, we're going to release it," or they are going to publicly pull the plug on the whole project um, and announce that it is done. So, and that they are done with it. So it's it's a it's a very awkward situation. Um, I find it kind of <laughs> weird that this isn't going on behind closed doors. Yeah, like it's kind of, they're kind of putting Bioware on blast in a lot of ways. And it may be because EA specifically wants to like make sure people know who's at fault, which is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a strange situation. I just got an image of like mm-hmm. a farmer, like like waiting by the back end of a chicken, going, "Okay, it's gonna be a turd or an egg. Turd or an egg. Okay, let's go. Let's go, egg. Come on, egg. Ah, oh, it's a turd. Uh, yeah, it's, that's it's a, anthem. It's a weird situation." Yeah, wow. Okay. I just saw the Jason uh, Schreier tweet about that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Weird. But they did announce Anthem next. So that, you know, they they they, they were being very public about it because uh, a guy that I watch all the time, Force Strategy, he does like, he, he follows like all the MMOs and stuff like that. Big fan of his. Yeah. And, and I watch all his videos for Anthem because seeing him react to Anthem stuff is hilarious <laughs> uh, because it's always like, you know, you can tell how excited he was for it only for it to just be the game that it was like my brother as well as a, he's really big into a lot of those games plays uh division all the time, destiny all the time. Right. And then he called me one time. He's like, yo bro, do you know anyone at EA about Anthem? Cause this game is terrible. I was like, Oh no, I don't know anyone. Sorry. I can't, I can't help you, bro. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I and uh, tell him some things for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Well, because I did a lot of work for EA and, and, and I had, uh, you know, I had like known some of the Anthem guys, uh, cause like, you know, EA play, I think, I, I think I did a segment for Anthem. I don't remember it was so long ago. And, uh, and, and yeah, so he, he asked me that. And I, I just was like, listen, thinking to myself, like the game can't be that bad. Then I like go and I look and I see like, yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was that bad. Um, now now I think like you know if they're if they're going this far, being so public about you know Anthem, and then to just publicly close it, that that has to be the the perfect way for that story to end. You know, it was execution. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's yeah, basically that's what this it. is. It's like standing Bioware up in the town square. It's like we decree thee guilty. <laughs> Jesus, and they're just gonna like, like drop the guillotine and Bioware, and there goes Anthem. They're dead. Um, off with their head, excessive profanity style. Uh, Anthem me? keeps keeps looking at at the phone, like waiting for a call from the governor. Like <laughs> they're gonna call. I swear to God, they're gonna call. Oh, it's too real. It's too real for me. Yeah, that's, um, that's good. See what happens next week. Yeah, I I had not heard of that until today. Find out next week. <laughs> what happens <laughs> with Anthem? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have a you have to have a, a teaser at the end of it, JP. It's like, what happens with Anthem next week? Does Andromeda still suck? Find <laughs> out next week on EA Fails. Wasn't there you know? also then, 
there, there was also some EA news about them like changing some of the cutscenes around uh, Miranda, and like a bunch of oh. gamer nerds were pissed off because they were like, "We yeah. want to see the ass. <laughs> Show us the ass. Yeah. You're yeah. censoring our game." <laughs> I mean, you like she's like the perfect example of human, like like jeans. She's stuff, supposed right? to have like, a really nice ass. She's the ass. perfect example of a beautiful ass. Well, I, I know. Think- Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they're changing it's, the ass. Guys, it's just lore based. She's supposed to have a perfect. No, movie. no, not. She's the. We want to see it of though. Oh, you want to see it. Lady. Yeah. And 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 it's this like is going to see the statue of David. Well, I and think they they put a, like a sticky note over his wiener. You don't do that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. What well, are you going to put pants on two B next? Is that what's going to happen here? This is ridiculous. The the scene in question that they're going to change is the one where she's like talking about her upbringing and how like she had a terrible time, right? And then it's just like a straight up shot of literally just her ass while she's telling you about her family troubles, I think is what they're going to change. I didn't look into it at all. I only saw that tweet. That's because that part was boring and they wanted to give you something to look at. <laughs> Jesus. It made perfect sense. The story dichotomy was brilliant. All right. You can Guys, reach Coe directly way. at twitter.com slash Coe Carnage for any and all, uh, Whatever. Uh, if you just want to hang out. <laughs> the only way I can enjoy family drama is if I see an ass. If I don't see an ass, I can't enjoy it. Jesus, God, get oh, it out of here. My yeah. That's exactly what happened at my family reunion. We were having arguments. <laughs> everybody was showing their ass to keep everybody interested. Montana's weird. All right. Montana. Oh, I was going to say that's right. Very strange place. Yeah. Uh, or have mercy. And then the last, did you guys see the casting that's coming up for this Borderlands movie? Also, did you know yes. they're making a oh. Borderlands movie? Because I yes. didn't. I didn't until all this casting started to occur. Uh, mm, yeah, the, like Jamie uh, Lee Curtis is Tannis. Yeah, Kevin Hart yeah. is apparently Roland. I guess. Uh, and and uh, is it Kate Blanchett is playing someone else as well? I didn't know any of this was happening until yeah. I didn't know that this was a movie to begin with. I don't. This is the I'm, one time, the one time that I wish Randy would just stand up and be like, it was all a trick. <laughs> <laughs> I like, maybe I'm wrong about this and, and chat will be very quick to correct me uh, if I am, but isn't Borderlands like not in a good spot right now for a movie? Like they're not, it's not a three big... was not three was supposed to be the evolution of two. And it definitely wasn't Yeah, like it was, it was very much seen as more of the same with a weaker story. Um, some of the DLCs from what I understand have been better. They brought back some fun characters. They developed uh, some of the ones that people like. So it was very kind of like, okay, we need to give you something that we know you guys want kind of thing. Um, so the DLCs mm-hmm. are, are better from what I've heard. Um, but I mean, if anything, it kind of brings it back up to where kind of they were kind of hoping it would be, and definitely not that big step forward they were wanting it to be. So I don't know, man. It it does seem like a little bit of a weird place for it, but yeah. I uh I, I almost lost my mind because I thought Eli so Eli Roth is a director. Yeah, that I, I just read that, this right now. I thought that it was Ubol, I miss I misunderstood it. I thought Eli Roth oh. was Ubol, and I was just like, Kevin Hart is doing a movie with with Ubol. Like that just sounds awful, you know. Um, but no, it's not that. So thank Wait, God. So <laughs> Roth is directing it, 
but he has producers, A.V. Uh, Ared, who was responsible for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, and the writer is the writer from HBO's Chernobyl, Craig uh, Mazin, Mazin. Like, what the? F- oh, really? What I'm seeing fuck? Aaron Berg. This is this might be an old. Uh, maybe it's changed. This was from February 20th. I'm like just learning about all of this. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing Aaron Berg and uh, on IMDb, and they, yeah, and actually Craig Ma- uh, Mazin. Yeah, yeah, Craig Mazin and Aaron Berg. So Aaron Berg's claim to fame is GI Joe Ever Vigilant. Uh, which sorry, what? Yeah, no, apparently that's his claim to fame. Okay, uh, it's a GI Joe movie? short movie. I all don't. Right. I don't really know. Didn't even get a full length out of it. Oh man, man. Yeah, all right. it almost made it to DVD. Oh, yeah. and Mazin's also responsible for the Last of Us show as well on HBO. Weird. That I, think the, I don't know. The don't reason why said. it makes sense. It, it's it's. My wife said it to me because I, I I saw this and I was mad because I was like, and it's an animated movie. Uh, by the way, it's not. Wait, a, Borderlands uh, is animated. I'm pretty sure it's an animated movie. Oh, so is they're what just I the read. voices. Yes. But the characters yes. have voices. Weird. Yes. So that was the reason why I was mad because I was like, it's an animated movie. And then they are casting these people. Why not just use the voice actors for that are in the freaking video game? But then she was like, yeah, but think about it like this, though. You know, how can they market the movie? If they didn't have the big, you get the big names to market the movie. Like that's, that's, that's it. You know, no. So apparently it is live action. I don't know. I, I read that it was, uh, that it was in animated movie. So that is what I was under the assumption of. I, I guess it's time for like Hollywood to leave the, the comic world and just enter the video game world now. Like now they're just going to start. Apparently it is live. Apparently it is live. Sorry. Okay. But even then, still makes no sense then. You know, just it's still stupid. So, yeah, it's it. weird. Uh, yeah. There's also, uh, if we're getting into the movie news, the Dungeons and Dragons movie has Chris Pine, the kid from Detective Pikachu, and Michelle Rodriguez, of course, of Fast and Furious fame. Um, so that's... Of course. <laughs> like I said, of course. Why, I mean, why not? Sure. The fuck is going on? <laughs> no, sure. I'm sorry. What? What's going on? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't they learn their lesson from the last one? I don't know, man. It's weird. They really tried this. Yeah. Okay. Saw about- Thank in you, Bob. Good movie Cat news. <laughs> Hold on. News. In good movie news. Let's hear in it. Good movie news. Let's hear it. We'll take a break after. Sonic the Hedgehog two, baby. I, it's happening. Did I don't? Co, did you ever see the first one? You don't watch movies, Zeke. Did you ever watch, see the first it, one? Yeah. I never saw the first one. I, first of all, I'm, I'm not. I, it seems like a, a kids' movie, and I kind of not do that. And also, Sonic. I've never been a Sonic fan. Same here. I, 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 yeah. I will say this: as a as a non movie watcher, I have mad respect. They apparently like we're going to do one thing, and then people were like, "Oh, don't do that," and they were like, "Okay." And then they apparently yeah. took it back to the drawing board, and it became a lot better. Worked right? Out. Is that the movie we're talking yes. about? It, so what happened was they they yeah. revealed the look for Sonic. So I'm a big Sonic fan. Uh, and, and I was very much looking forward to the movie when it was first announced because I like Jim Carrey. So I was like, okay, this will be fun. You go into a movie like that with the expectation of what it is. It's not supposed to, you know, change the world. Okay. It's not supposed to be one of those movies that like, you know, it it will win an Oscar. It's just supposed to be a fun popcorn film. So that's what you uh, anticipate it for. Right. But they released the Sonic and he looked awful. It was just like, God knows what they were smoking. Uh, 
apparently was really strong. And then they made that. Uh, they went back to the drawing board. Yeah, it was horrifying. Then they went back to the drawing board and then they made Sonic look like Sonic. Then the movie came out and it was it was good. It was a fun movie. It was a great movie to take kids to, but it was just an enjoyable film altogether. You know, and then at the end, they had like a really big teaser, uh, which I don't want to spoil it. I, I don't know if I could because who knows? Um, they had a big teaser at the end for like a, a big character that would be in a potential second movie. And and it was just a fun, fun film. And uh, Jason, Jason Schwartz, the, I think yeah. that's his name, the voice of Sonic. Yeah. Spot on. Really good. Like just, yeah, it was it was just good. It was like a, a fun movie. And I came out of the theater and I was like, you know what? I'm glad I went and, and 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 saw that. I put my money where my mouth was. I said, if they fix it, I'd go watch it. They fix it. I went and watched it. And I did not come out of the theater disappointed. And for that reason, I'm super pumped for the second movie. There you go. Can I just say, if that were, if that uh, spoiler was not Tails or Knuckles, I'm going to yes. Yeah, I, the, I, that's where my mind went as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said, I said, chat, I said, don't spoil it. But then chat went and spoiled it. It was Tails at the end of the movie. Tails, Tails okay, well, that's, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, and then like, Robotic had his. Man. Hold on, excuse me. I think you mean Miles Prowler. Prowler? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, I hope they don't do that because I don't, <laughs> I don't make doesn't make um, a lot of sense to me, but the funny thing is, Golden Boy, that that your entire review just now, that little blurb that you just said for Sonic, I could totally definitely say for cats, and it was it <laughs> scarred me. Like I was not sad that I that went. Well. I, I, I'm <laughs> glad that I went. It was a spectacle. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> you know, but I I definitely go see another one. Just for that Wait, you'd go see Cats again? <laughs> cats I'd too. Go cats too. If they did it, I would totally go see it again. I still have I not would. watched that. I'd be first in the theater. God I might be the you. only one. I've got only one there with a fucking ticket going like, let's go! I've gotten very... I, I've literally sat on like, <laughs> bye for Cats multiple times, and it's just... Not tonight. Not tonight. No, <laughs> I that, just like no. pass on it. No, man. Cats is a hard miss for me. My, me and my wife saw it. We were sitting in the theater. I don't remember which movie it was. And uh, and we were watching and we saw it and we saw like all these people just dressed up. And I think Idris Elba was in it. Yeah. And uh, the, oh my God, uh, Rebel, forget her name, Rebel the, the comedian. Rebel Wilson. Yep. Uh, you know, and I was just like, this. Judy this, Dench. This, uh, this sir uh, Ian McKellen. Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Dame, excuse me, Dame Judy Dench. Sir Ian McKellen. Um, you know, it's just so many huge, huge stars. These are yeah. reputable just, people. Yeah, it blew me yeah. away every time. I was like, "Oh shit, Magneto's here!" Oh, Judy Dench, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> like every time, I was like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. then, uh, um, 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 um uh, you know what? I don't. It's you know, here's what I will I say: Watch Sonic. Don't watch Cats. Yeah, that's the that's the I, summary of this. Don't watch topic. Cats. However. Zeke had a very good tweet storm, and there's also a I forgot who it was, but it was some movie critic of renown, some renown, uh, who did mushrooms and then wa- went and watched the Cats movie, and it's one of the funniest pieces of media I've read in several years. It's here, actually, here, here's what I was. Saying. Oh, also Seth Rogen somebody, I think, did the same thing. <laughs> as somebody who's seen much of the feedback of this, don't go watch Cats, but <laughs> definitely try to find everything you can about Zeke's commentary on watching Cats. Yes. yes. Because that yes. is probably yes. better than the movie itself. I think if you watch factor. Cats, pull up Zeke's timeline of him talking about Cats. You should pin oh. it, Zeke. I think this is good. Do a podcast. And then do a podcast, live yeah. it. Yeah. Or do a live 
want viewing of cats and that is the only way to watch cats with zeke i'll watch cats if it's with zeke at, <laughs> or a live time. viewing of zeke's twitter feed while he was watching cats true there it is true there it is i think that's the missing piece right there this is content there creation right here hashtag content yeah Fantastic. All right, we're overdue for a break. We're going to take one. We'll come back, talk to Zeke about uh, Dungeon Siege, which I'm I'm very excited to, to roll back the time, the clock to that time, because Dungeon Siege was a great fucking game that I really enjoyed uh, landing back in the day. And then uh, we'll talk some Valheim as well. So Go ahead and paste it in all your chats in case you want to relive the experience. <laughs> it, Yeah. Great. There's there's two times I've done this in my life. Two times I've done like a a, a play by play. Took a journal. The first time was going to see cats because I knew it was going to be worth documenting my experience. Second time was when I first my first time in IKEA, and both of them I was totally 100 percent correct to bring a journal and do that. And a great preview uh, at zero seconds. The movie hasn't begun. We are being fed, and morale is high. I'm sold. <laughs> I, I think you can also I'm read sold. the last line because it's not spoilery. It, th there's a lot that happens. He, he says, the movie is over and I'm alive. I feel like Andrew Lloyd Webber fucked me sloppily in the ear and then stole my wallet. The end. <laughs> so there's a there's a lot that happens between those two statements. And uh, I highly oh. recommend you go and check it out over on Zeke's Twitter. It is a journey. Yeah, that's a journey. We're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Drop Frames uh, with Golden Boy. Right after this, we'll see you guys in about five minutes. <laughs> Welcome back. Going on the second half here, drop frames. Zeke, you Before got, we get to any of these burned. goddamn games <laughs> fucking news, I just want to say, I, I bet you're, you're going to see this, Rami, and I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I was about to mention that. <laughs> I fucking got roasted on Twitter by Rami. <laughs> Rami quote tweeted uh, a tweet that said, is it possible at best to be a video game streamer if you, or is it possible to be a video game streamer? Jesus Christ. Is it possible to be a video game streamer if you are at best mediocre at video games? Quote tweeted it with, hey, Ezekiel, question for you. So, <clears throat> yeah. You got got. But yeah. Called the fuck out. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, that's Rami in a nutshell. Anyways, uh, Zeke. You played some dungeons. Well, this, this is this is my answer. Just real quick, this okay. is what I'm going to tweet All as right. my reply. <clears throat> like my dad used to say, "If you ain't got talent, you better at least be funny." All right. Good line. Yeah. I like that. I'm still constructing it though. This is one of those tweets where it needs to be. You got to work the fuck it. on. You got to workshop it. Let it sit for. Or it a ain't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Let you can't you can't jump bit. on it right away. You gotta let it ferment for a little while. Okay. I was I was thinking just like just saying just like f you like that just just, <laughs> just replying with right that. Point, simple, and that's it. all. It might be good. You know, there is a lot of uh, <laughs> verbose language on Twitter when you just need to cut straight to the point. Sometimes, you know. Listen, yeah. JP. Of all the like, we all we all talk shit to each other. We're like a family that way. I gotta say. Your short but sweet replies to certain things get a giggle out of me, like more often than I'd like to admit. Like I'll see like someone tweet at you and you'll say something like, "Holy shit," or just "Jesus Christ," or something like that, and it's like so perfect. And I'm like, you're I would sweat and torment <laughs> myself over a reply, and you're just like, "Fuck that," and I'm like, "God, that's perfect." 
Now, ah! one might think that it is very quick and snappy, but the verbose language of the full character uh, limit hitting. And then I just think, no. And I just hold down the back, and it's just one yep. word after that. So, yeah, God. that's there is some thought put into that a lot of times. Anyways, let's talk about, uh, geez, you've actually played a decent amount of things. I want to talk about Dungeon Siege, though, because this game, uh, oh, yes. I've got some nostalgia yes. for this game. Uh, this does this hold up, Zeke? How was the dungeon siege for you? Did you how'd it go? It's it is really good. Nice. Um, glad to hear. It. I'm glad uh, enough people uh, voted for it enough times. It, it was the the reason why it was the last game played is because there are certain like legendary games. Now this one is is a fan favorite, but it it falls below things like Deus Ex or uh. Uh, American McGee's Alice and stuff like that, like as far as like that goes, or um, uh, Icewind Dale, stuff like that. But this probably was my, I want to say like second or third favorite thing that I played this CD Ramathon. Nice. Um, yeah, it was, it's really, really good. And the thing I the, the the thing that really stood out for me that made it so good uh, was it was several quality of life things that weren't uh, present in a couple of other uh, and now this is an ARPG right yeah it is yeah okay okay um, that weren't present in the other like there's a there's a, a loot goblin button basically uh, in this game where you just press the Z and not one character. But they fan out like your entire party, like a party of like four or five. They'll fan out and like whoever's closest will grab that shit. But not only that, if you have a pack mule, they'll put it on the pack mule. It's crazy. Way like how like, yeah. yeah, how much that like affects uh, the enjoyment of the game. Because the it's it's definitely fun looking at the loot, but having to click individually on each piece of loot is tedious. So, like, having something like that, it's just a small thing, but it was really, uh, it felt really intuitive, yeah, and like, like I said, ahead of its time. Um, the other thing that I really liked was the customizability of your party uh, in what they do given a battle situation. Hmm. The way you can, you can take your, uh, like, have macros and go, like, all right, on the one, two, three, four, five keys instead of doing one action it's your entire party doing specific actions that you want so like you have four people you have a like a tank two dps and a healer but sometimes you want everybody just pouring pouring out damage so you put that under macro one and then you want the healer to heal macro two and you want a, a healer and a backup healer to keep the tank up macro three and that was really cool to see because I didn't have to stop the action. Like, I, there's a pause button. You can actually pause it and do it turn-based if you want. I didn't feel like I had to do that for this game. Right. Because in the middle of it, if I saw, like, my uh, my tanks up front, like, their their health going down too fast, i just hit the next macro, and a backup healer would start healing the tank as well. So it was really cool to be able to control a party like that. And I'm sure there's other ways to do it, but this one like really streamlined it. Dungeon Siege made it super easy 
for someone like even like me who plays games very mediocrely, apparently, um, to understand it. <laughs> um, and also the, the the customizability of the characters as well. Like once you pick something, you should like go go with that thing. Like if you want an archer or you want a, a mage or you want this or that. The first few characters were pretty blank slate. You could kind of do whatever you wanted with them. Um, if you wanted to focus on this, that, or the other thing. Uh, but once you pick it, it's kind of you specialize just like any other uh, RPG game. You want them to specialize in their their talent that you've chosen for them. Mm. Um, so tank, stay with tank stuff. Don't don't like try and dual class or anything. Um, even that, like people, uh, if I would have uh, had it to do over again with the first starting character, I tried to do two things. I was like, okay, we're going to do magic and we're going to do bows just for a backup. It's like, don't, don't even do that. Don't even bother. Just stick with bows or stick with magic, combat magic, nature magic, whichever one. Just one thing, though. You don't need to um, because they do their jobs. Uh, uh, the way that, excuse me, the way the experience is set up is the more you do it, the better you get at that thing. So the more you cast spells, the, the higher your uh, intelligence goes and the higher your combat magic skill goes. So um, I will say that this suffers from a lot of the same shit like um, as far as loot goes. It suffers from the same, a lot of the same shit. Uh, uh, randomized loot suffers from like games like Diablo or whatever, like or POE even, I think, where an item falls, an item drops. And you're like, oh shit, that's a great item. But then the stat boosts are like completely in uh, contradiction oh, to sure. what you like. Want like you pick up this staff, which is like it requires sixteen intelligence to use, but it gives you like a like plus two to your melee skill. And you're like, I don't have this for melee. <laughs> right. <laughs> like my the guy who does melee is not intelligent. He's not going to be able to use this fucking thing. So there, there's a lot of times where you have to. Um, you just have the. You pick up stuff that you just end up selling or whatever. Yeah. Um, loot, Tetris, loot Tetris. You spend a lot of time. That's what I in remember. menus. Yep. Yeah. You spend a lot of time in menus for sure. And you gotta. There's no. I'm sure there's mods. People told me about all the mods, but I'm playing it vanilla. Always mod. Exactly like it was played from the CD. So that's what I'm going to be complaining about is the shit that was on the vanilla version. Meaning. You can't sort your objects in any other way than like consolidation. Like it just like sweeps them into a corner of your inventory box. You can't sort them by like intelligence uh, requirements. You can't sort them by mm. what gear they actually are. It's like they just throw all the shit in your inventory and it's like potions are thrown in with staffs are thrown in with helmets and thrown in with everything. And they just like kind of sweep it to a corner. Um, so it's up to you to like mouse over every single fucking item, and you pick up a lot of shit. Yeah, you have to mouse over every one of them to see if this one's good for your character. This one does this. This one does that, that kind of shit. Um, but the very minor complaints because a lot of the time, what you're doing is like you don't. In my what, fourteen, fifteen hours of playing it, most of the really nice items. Like, I'll, I got, like, one or two nice items from drops. Most of the really nice items that I equip my people with was from merchants in town. I would just go, like, sell my sell my shit 
and find like the best version of whatever the shopkeep had and go, oh shit, that's way better than anything I picked up and put it in there. Right. Um, but yeah, like bear in mind, this game came out in 2000. Well, it was supposed to be released 2001. I think it might have released 2001 somewhere, but 2002 was the actual release date, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it is 19 years old, 20 years old. <clears throat> so there's, I mean, obviously a lot of forgiveness there. For being a 20 year old game, fuck, it's awesome. It is yeah. super good. And it's still fun to this day. Like it, it doesn't suffer a lot from oldness. Like uh, some of the, some of the previous games that I played uh, did. Um, the dungeons, holy fuck! They're huge. They are so goddamn big. Like Dungeon Siege is the proper name for this game because you head into a dungeon, it's hundreds of monsters and many many rooms. Um, I did not expect that. Like every time I was like, okay, it's got to be done now. It's like. My chat was like, oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And I was like, 10 rooms later, I was like, it's got to be done now. It's like, now nah, you got about five more still. It's like, what the fuck? If I, Seriously? If I remember correctly, there was also a lot of like secrets in the dungeon, right? Like secret walls and yeah, shit like that. But that's the thing. Like maybe I, I, maybe I don't know how to find them. I mean, you just got a maybe door right there. That was opportunistic of me to mention it right there. But yeah. <laughs> But that wasn't a secret door. That had, like, a face on it. There was a secret. Like, <laughs> was it? I don't know. I, I mean, I think so, yeah. Like, I, I people said that, and I moused over all the walls and stuff like that. I tried to, like, because when you mouse over it, like, the cursor would change if you could interact with it, yeah? Right, yeah, yeah. Those were kind of the tells, so, essentially. Yeah. So, I, mm. I did not find a ton of secrets, I guess. I'm not sure like what I was doing wrong uh, if I was doing something wrong, but if I have like, this is one of those games where I was like, there's a chance that I could continue this game in the future um, because I was having so much fun with it. However, I would probably uh, do, cause I think it's on either, I think it's on steam or GOG. I'm not sure one of them. But there's probably some quality yeah, of life stuff that would would make it a much more enjoyable experience. Um, just little little things here and there. I don't think they need to update it graphically because you're you're kind of zoomed out most of the time. So graphically, it's not it's it doesn't take take away from the game a lot as far as the the polygonal <laughs> polygonal, uh, polygonal monsters and yeah. character models. Polygonal, yeah, it's fun. Polygonal to say. character models and stuff like that. Um, because you're zoomed out a lot of the time to see what you know what's coming up and where where you're going and yada yada. And sometimes you one of the cool things about this is uh, if you want to uh, speedrun, they tell me speedrunners do this. You can navigate just from the over map. Like you don't have to be on this view. You can go to the bigger map and you can use that to travel to places that uh, to see places you haven't been because they use the shadow system. Like you know it's blacked out if you haven't been there. Fog of war stuff, yeah exactly there you go there you go um but yeah dude it's it, it's a fantastic game uh th this is one of those rare games where i would look up and go oh shit it's been two hours holy crap <laughs> it was good because it's just you're constantly constant stuff to do not a lot of downtime especially if you're in a dungeon because there's just so much dungeon and so many monsters 
Yeah. And you rarely walk into a room that you're not immediately mobbed by something. Yep. That continued through the second one. And then they never released a third one. Funny enough. It never actually came out. Unfortunately. Yeah. They, I think they wanted to do it, but it just. People say that, but I've seen. No, no. That must be like. Uh, they, they must not got, a... I think they got hacked and uh, the, the people released the source code if they uh, didn't oh, okay. comply. I think it was one of those scenarios. Yeah. Mm. Oh, is it like is it like um, um, Devil May Cry where they jump from one to three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. like it was a rumored existence. Well, they but... went from two to the movie, and then the movie came out, and that actually killed the franchise. Yeah. Oh, uh, so this isn't a game based on a movie. <laughs> I'm just messing around. <laughs> I've never actually seen the movie. I didn't want to. It was one of those things where it was so poorly reviewed that i was just like no nah, i'm good i don't so you're telling me jason statham is not in this game Cor- <laughs> i mean you could make a character named named jason statham i guess you could put him in the is game. that something we can watch part enough <laughs> i don't actually know maybe it, it might be there i've 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 never seen it i've only heard that it's like legitimately one of the worst movies (laughs) yeah well well, no one should actually pay for that movie so i don't know if you could watch party it because that'd be offensive that's true uh for it to be on amazon prime video and expect people it's not a prime video you know there's nothing prime the only thing is that it is a video it's just not Prime. yeah it is a video that's all that's all we know about it zeke did you get any party members did you play it long enough to kind of interact with an actual party in here Oh yeah, no, I filled out my party. I had oh, okay, four, four, four party members and two donkeys, two uh, two pack mules. Hell yeah, yeah, two donkeys. That's the best. Yeah, man. Well, shit. and That's I don't know crap. if anybody else did it this way, but immediately I was like, okay, this is the mundane donkey. This is the magic donkey. Like it split <laughs> up my items. Like this is all the the non highlighted stuff. You get to keep all that shit. That's worth any sort of money that we won't. Uh, that will we'll just stock up and maybe we have to transmute at some point in time. Yeah. And then the other donkey was carrying every magic uh, item. It's good. It, yeah. I, the uh, game still looks good today. It's it's yeah. crazy. It's it's really really good. It's it's uh, like I would absolutely, uh, I would absolutely say that this is worth playing even today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, also, God. Some of the, like, I heard that the voice acting in the game was mostly just two people. Just two people <laughs> doing all of the voices, a la, like, Morrowind, where they had, like, what, like, a handful of people doing, like, every voice. I think this was kind of the same kind of idea. And let me tell you, sometimes, especially if you get a dwarf, oh, oh, it's it's the scenery has just got bite marks everywhere, all over it. Just, <laughs> Oh, yeah, gotta do it. Bring your brother and bring him down to the thing. And it's like, it's fucking awful. And it's just a masterpiece. Nice. It's so oh, good. Nice. I almost I almost spit out my water. So I'm just They'll really sneak glad. up on you. They'll sneak up on you. Oh, that one in there. Yeah, you should happen. do the voice acting, man. That's what you should do. You should like hit him up and just be like, yeah, I'll do a fan mod. And then every voice is just, just done by Zeke. Man, Dude. woman, dwarf, troll, everything. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. If there's ever like a like a a, a send up game, like a game that makes fun of things, like because I can't do a good accent, but I can do a good send up of accents. Yeah, sure. Contact me. Contact me. I can do a <laughs> shitty like approximation, but I, I'll definitely make it worth hearing if you want to do that for sure. 
Makes sense. Uh, good. Cool. That's uh, you only played the first one, right? You didn't uh, dip your your toes into the second one. I also don't know. No. The second one had GameSpy, if I recall correctly, like so heavily involved with the multiplayer aspect. I don't even. Could that even work today? Like I don't, I don't know if that got like, patched out or yeah, how you. And it was like it was like fully connected to it. Yeah, it was like in yeah. the game. Ooh. It was like connect to the GameSpy servers to play with others. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, so I don't even know if you could do that multiplayer, but it's a hell of a thing. It was a hell of a thing. You mentioned this would be the number two or three. What was the default one? If there was a, the best game you played during CD Ramathon Z. Uh, American McGee's Alice. Oh, okay. All right. That shit was so good. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. You got to yeah. play the like, or second one, I think, right? Are you my chat now? Oh, is that? Do you get that a lot? <laughs> everybody <laughs> asks. No, everybody asks. If it's one of two or three games, everybody, first question from like, hey, how's it going, everybody? Is he going to play the second one? It's follow. That's yeah, it's, a no, it's all good. Follow. No, I definitely will. I will at some point. That is definitely something that, because that, it, was, it was so good that it warrants... Uh, checking out the 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 more updated version, which is uh, now it's like what eight years old. Uh, yeah. it's got to be like seven or eight years old now. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah. <sighs> but I got to figure out like before any of that happens, I got like some games play. I got to do an indie weeks and for all the weeks I miss, and then I got to figure out how to get this fucking game updated and working. Hit up Bikeman. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what everyone said picked up but yeah hit up bike man oh bike man yeah. do you go back to dig i finished it oh yeah I finished. Oh, we got we got to talk about the ending yeah did you find the scene that co-referenced which I so did. imagine as a young kid seeing a particular scene that may have involved getting stuck in something and how oh yes he, uh... yes i saw that yeah 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 I, the, when i, I did, saw that i, scene, I was scene, just yes. like what is going on? What is he doing with that thing? Oh my god! <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta tell the rest of the class what what happens in said scene. Well, I mean, it's, it's twenty year old game, so forgive me. I'm going to spoil something. Okay. Um, but in the dig, uh, Brink, who, you know, you're really not sad to see bad things happen to that guy because he's kind of a shit the whole game. Um. But uh, he gets his hand stuck in an, in in a crevice in the rock or possibly the wall of a oh no of a structure. Okay. So no. you've since since first landing, it's one of the items that you've had in your inventory since the beginning of the game, pretty much. And you finally are like, Oh, that's what that's for. So one of your guys wanders off brink, and you find him later and he has his hand stuck in the in a crevice of the wall. He's like, I can't get it out, I can't get it out. And you're like, well, I have a solution. And you take the jawbone of a native animal of this planet oh, who man. has, you've been told by looking at it, it's like, these teeth are super sharp. You're like, oh, oh no. I know what this is for. And yes, there is a cutscene. If I'm sure you can look it up. There's a cutscene where they 127 hours did just right at the wrist. Yep. And uh, it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great because like, the animations in the game are pretty good. They don't like cut away. It's just like straight up. They just like saw and, the guys. Well, what's, even, what's even crazier is what he does right after it. There are these there are these crystals in the game, and he basically like rips his stub out of the wall and then slams it into this like alien crystal thing. And like, however, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. However, 
the, the crazy dude. somehow became because the crystals are about the size of like um like like about like the size of a kidney okay. like, that's how big the crystals mm. are At the, on this during this cutscene, the dude grabs because uh you the crystals are like uh um they resurrect people so you crack you crack a crystal like an egg i guess and then it drips this goo on them and they come back to life like i did we did it with brink and we did it with a turtle like skeleton in the game and stuff they come back to life okay but he fought during this cutscene. He finds one that's like as big as a fucking watermelon and just goes like and puts it on the end of his fucking arm, the stump, to you, like, you know, stop him from dying, I guess. Oh, to stop the bleeding or something? Weird. <laughs> or something. You don't really know. Like, it, it's yeah. very weird. But the thing, especially about that scene, is I'll never forget because I was thinking to myself, we could use the jawbone as a lever to get his hand out. You know, like young kid, little me, like, oh, here you go, friend. No, and the guy was just like, oh, that's a, and I was just like, ah, yep. <laughs> what have I done? Just saw oh that thing God. right off. You sound, yeah. uh, I don't know if anyone else will get this reference. You sounded very much like Day Nine's Timmy right there, Co. That was almost spot on with Timmy. Anyway, oh lord, <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was a thing. And I also got the uh, the alternate ending that I that people were like. All right, you you finished the game. Do you want to see the alternate ending? I was like, sure. How do we do that? It's like you disobey her wishes because uh, Maggie. You have two people that follow you to this planet, Maggie and Brink. Yeah. Uh, during the last part of the game, Maggie uh, sacrifices herself to get the machine that's going to take us back home going. Um. So she sacrifices herself and she dies. She, as she's dying, she's like, "Don't use the crystal to bring me back because it won't be the same person that you bring back." Blah blah blah. Remember what happened to Brink? Like, okay, we promise. So when we went back <laughs> to a previous save, we totally broke that promise and brought her back to life. And some of the funniest shit happens. She gets up after you bring her back to life and she goes something like, how could you? And she runs away and it shows her running and just jumping off of a cliff. <laughs> like, immediately. What? like what the, the first fuck? thing she does, she's like, I told you not to bring me back. Ah! She just fucking <laughs> runs and jumps off the cliff. And then at the very end of the game, uh, there's a cutscene with you and Brink and, and Maggie. And in the first cutscene, the, the super happy ending, she's like, oh, you didn't even bring me back. Hooray. But when you do bring her back, first thing she's like, comes out of this like time portal where the, the alien people like pulled them out of time and brought them back to life. She slaps you immediately without first. I don't think she even says anything. And the first Brink is like, oh, oh I'm back. Brink, I'm uh, my name's Brink. I'm back. Hooray. And then Maggie's like, it's great. Jeez. Dig kept on giving. It turns yeah. out. It was a great game too. That was another great game. <clears throat> cool. Uh well let's talk, very cool. Let's talk Valheim for a bit. Um yep. it was funny because I stepped into Co stream yesterday and was like, hey, uh what's this game? Because you probably have this pra I think I said because you probably have this practiced enough by now. And sure enough, you're like, Yep, go check my thoughts video. I have a thoughts video, you can go check that. It's it is a open it it is a game and uh it's pretty much not really you know doing anything new but it's a great uh combination of all that and then i was i at the same time was also reading on twitter like i saw golden boy talking about how it's great and he's super addicted to it uh Gathalion talking about how it's great and they're super addicted to it and so like when co plays being that we've done i don't know how many episodes with this co pretty much will a play a survival game if it's bad or good and 
he'll play the survival game, and it's a survival game. Yeah. I think when other people from like the esports arena or <laughs> the Destiny arena, granted that's not necessarily a true reflection of Gathana anymore, start talking about this game, there's got to be something going on with it. So that's that's why I, I grabbed Golden Boy here because I want to know, Golden Boy, why are you so addicted to this game? What what is it doing that's got you hooked on it? Uh, this, uh, this Valheim yeah. game. Yeah, so I, for the last, like, few weeks, I've been uh, playing Pokemon uh, TCG Online. That's, like, basically been my hook and, and addiction. Sure. Um, so what happened was uh, I have a lot of notifications, like most people do on their phones, um, of all these sorts <laughs> of apps, and one of them is Facebook. And a buddy of mine, uh, Muggs, on Facebook, he like put a title and it was like, you know, uh, more Valheim adventures, blah, blah. And then I was like, Valheim, the hell is this? So, you know, I just go and I support my boy. So I like, you know, clicked it and, and him and his wife were playing it. Uh, ooh, la, la, so they were playing it and, and, you know, I was watching them and it was, it was funny. It looked good. It looked good. It was like, wow, this is, this game looks really, really sick. So then uh, I, I just hopped on steam. I looked and I saw it was just $20. I was like, $20. Yeah, sure. I'll just go ahead and buy it. Try it out loaded into the game and it blew my freaking mind man like this game <laughs> it is unbelievable how much depth there is in this game so uh for context i do enjoy survival games i'm not known for obviously being like variety streamer or you know survival games or any of that stuff because of my esports background but i <laughs> i found myself playing a, a bunch of different games like i've tried arc out I've tried, uh, uh, what is it? Um, I've tried Rust out as well. I didn't particularly enjoy it that much. Uh, you know, Minecraft, play that with my community. That's yeah, always been a fun one. We have like our own little server. That was a good time. You know, so I've always liked these games, but something was just always missing for me with all these games. And I, and I never quite knew what it was. Like, for example, for Minecraft, it was like, yeah, you know, the visuals were okay, but you had to put, like, shaders on, and then that's when, like, it would get really good. But even then, the characters kind of looked uh, a little ugh. Uh, then uh, Rust was just... I just particularly didn't enjoy it that much besides riding on a horse and shooting people, but that was, like, all I did. Um, and then, uh, and like, Ark was a buggy disaster. Uh, another esports commentator that hooked me onto this game, and I'll never forgive him for it, ZP told me one day you should download atlas it's going to be the biggest game ever made <laughs> downloaded atlas god i hate him for it to this day and i have no problem calling him out on it every single time because you know hate you zp for that you made me waste money never forget you sold me 30 dollars uh so that was like kind of my run-in with a lot of these survival games but then valheim kind of you know drops on my lap and you know, you get loaded in right away and you could tell out of the gate, like it's a small, it's made by a small studio. You can just see it like, but then as you dive deeper and deeper into the world, you see the lush vistas and the skyline, the sky box, the, the, the vastness of the map, the uh, variety of things that you can do, the way you can build. And you're like, how the hell is this an independent game? And it's just, or, or a small studio game like that just is mind boggling. And to make it even crazier is that it's all under a gig download, which is like, you know, I mean, you think about Call of Duty and it's like 800 gigabytes. <laughs> you need like another computer to run Call of Duty. Sure. But this game is is, is bigger in, in scale. And yeah, obviously it looks different and stuff. It just blows my mind. Uh, so, yeah. So I started uh, playing it and then a buddy of mine, Killicon, we we usually tag team a lot of these games together. And he's like, yo, I'll hop on. I'll try it out. It's $20. You know, why not? And then we sat there and we played for nine hours straight. 
and and I stream usually four hours uh, when I do go live, and I went nine hours. And let me tell you, my ass hurt. It was I was <laughs> I was I was here for a long time. Uh, yeah, it's just the everything about the game was just stupendous. And what's cool uh, is that it doesn't. You guys have kept saying this, and it's so true. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. Doesn't do anything like groundbreaking or evolutionary to the genre. It just does everything right. And that sometimes that's worth its weight in gold for me. So yeah. That's Valheim. One of the things that I think you and and I think I've heard Co say something similar as well, but I'm not sure what aspect it it is, uh, is is a thought with Terraria being linked to this game. What about this game is Terraria in nature? What what was that thought of for whoever wants to jump in and, and answer it? I think a lot of it is based around the progression where it's done in a way with kind of like a tiered boss progression, which makes it yeah. really interesting. Oh wow. So okay. a lot of times with with a lot of survival games, you know, you just go out and you get your wood and then you make, you know, your wood armor and then you with your wood armor you go get the stone and then you make your stone armor and it's just kind of this kind of like a tiered without really any form or focus. Um, but what's really good about Valheim is there's the, like, people keep asking me, like, okay, this is Valheim. You've been playing this game for, like, 10 hours a day for a week. What do you do? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, it's it's a survival game at heart. So if if it's really a giant sandbox in a really kind of pretty damn well-made procedure world. But if you want something to do in Valheim, you kill five bosses. That's what you do. That's your main story. And you basically start next to this big ring and it's all kind of in Viking mythology. So there's like yeah. all sorts of like little flavor things in the world. And this big ring has basically these five big stones and there's one little stone next to the first one. And you look at that stone and it's like, it puts a mark on your map. And it says, this is your first boss. Like, good luck. You can see it on the screen. It says the elder there. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that's one of yeah. the bosses that you that you fight. I'm actually circling. Yeah, you're circling over there. We go. Perfect. I yeah. thought I was. I was like, that's that's trippy as hell. But no, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> and uh, so basically, the the premise is that you know, you, at the very beginning of the game, they do this good job of having this like crow. It kind of pops up in front of you wherever you are, and it kind of gives you little tips on what to do next. Like, hey, you know, you can make four items right now. Maybe you should try making one of them. And then you know, you make one of those. It's like, oh, cool. You can chop a tree down with that. Wonder what you should do next. You know, and it's kind of like, and it just kind of leads you along a little bit. That's good. And um, the the cool thing is, is where it kind of starts is your kind of general survival game, your Rust, your Age of Conan, your Forest, you know. Yeah. You really start to notice, like, all these really interesting little things in the package. First of all, the the, the world itself. It's it's based, it's seed-based, just like Terraria. So you can go to a specific seed, and your character is independent of your seed. So you can have a character that you play on your own game, and then you can just jump in with that character oh, and your friends. Wow. That's good. Do a bunch, of, have yeah. fun with them, and then bring all the gear and stuff that you got back to your own world. Awesome. That's good. So that's one of the first big things. Then you know, you notice, you get you 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 work a little bit uh, later in the game. You get a mining pick. You're mining a node, and then you you hit to the left, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa! I just made a hole in the ground. Like, and it actually looks like a hole in the ground. Then you realize that the entire map is deformable terrain. So later you get like a hoe and you get like, you know, you're able to put ground on and make a hill or you can smooth out terrain to make your base. So the entire world is not only well procedurally generated, but it's fully deformable. Um, then, you know, you build a little house like you would in any survival game. And you're like, oh, look, I can, you know, I'll put a fire in here. 
that's weird. Why am I taking damage? Oh, that's because the smoke system is actually fully simulated and you didn't put a hole in your roof. So the smoke is filling your house and you're, and you're actually dying. Nice. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, let me put a chimney in. And then you're like, cool, I need more wood. So you go outside and you're chopping a tree down and the tree falls on you and kills you. Not that that so happened like, and, and fully, to you. Fully simulated. I played with, a, with, my, with my mod team the first day. Ah, happened to the mods. By far <laughs> the most deaths. Trees falling on even better, mm. not even the tree those people were cutting down. So, like, two people go out to cut trees. <laughs> yeah. Like, one would actually kill the other person in a non-PVP server by making a tree fall on their head. It's phenomenal. Smart. Um, there's all these little things that just add up to this being, like, super cool. The food system is one of the coolest food systems I've seen in a survival game. No matter your level, you have you have about 35 HP, 25 or 35 HP. When you, when you spawn into the game, no matter what level, it's 25, 35 HP. You can have three food items. There's so many things you can eat. And every single food item has an HP, a stamina, and a duration. You can have three at once. And that's how you kind of progress through the game with HP and stamina. So like at my stage in the game, you know, I'm growing carrots. I'm growing turnips. I'm actually making soups. Uh, I'm farming animals for, for their meats and making sausages. So like at my stage in the game, I'm having like sausage, turnip soup, carrot soup. You know, I've got... Uh, 150 hit points. I've got a stamina bar like this song. It's awesome. But at the very beginning of the yeah. game, I can find like berries, honey, and an acorn. And it's like you eat that stuff and it lasts a quarter of the time and you get like a little bit of stamina and a little bit more health. So it's this kind of, it, it really makes eating and, and everything worthwhile. It makes farming super worthwhile. Um, it, and it's a it's one of the better systems I've, wow, is Zeke doing that for anyone else? Yeah. It, it's, no, it's one of the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am, got Max I really wish I had the ability to do this whenever I wanted. I know, right? <laughs> You're not doing this? No. I don't Pepper know man. what's happening, but it's incredible. Um, that's pretty great. <laughs> this so, is, this so is not you doing this like pressing a button. <laughs> wow, okay. I'm, I'm drinking a Sprite. <laughs> um, I would have been more amazed the first time. Uh, same with the deformable drain. You go to like mine out a giant copper node. You know, you actually break chunks off of it. Um, you find a, a, a wooden house, like a procedural wooden house in the woods. You pop down a workbench. You break the whole thing down for resources. So um, it's just super, super cool. And then you tie in to like, not only is there tons of stuff to build, all of your skills go up Ultima Online style. So the more you do anything, it all levels up. You run around, you get better uh, at running. You mine, you get better at mining. You, you cool. shoot a bow, you get better at archery. Uh, so yeah. all of that like, works well. And uh, there's tons of different enemies. The combat is parry-based, block-based, dodge-based. It's actually like relatively connected so you actually like some like especially with the bosses like you have to be on point with the bosses or they will slaughter you like the big ones yeah and then tie that whole thing into like the actual good progression system um where you know you beat a boss and you get like a tangible item or thing you can do to then pull you to the next tier um huh. slight spoilery but i'm just going to say this to save some people some trouble because i get this question all the time um you can't even mine until you kill the first boss like killing the first boss, like is basically like unlocks the ability to mine, and then all of a sudden you can get all these new resources. How many hours do is all that roughly? Uh, it depends. It depends on how far or yeah. how fast you want to do it. Uh, it also yeah, depends on your. It's skill. not that hard. Like it's it's not like you don't feel like you're being gated necessarily. Like you you can uh, fight some of the stronger things in the game and mostly just play dodge the entire time and just like bob and weave if you get the timing right. You don't have to be like the strongest person. You can like slowly but surely wear them down if you're really good with your movement. 
uh, because there is like that element to it. Again, it's not perfect, but like it's it it is a really good system. Like the combat's not the best in the game, but it is uh, it, it's decent enough that it, it helps and carries everything forward. Um, but yeah, you you don't have to wait that long to take on the first boss. And then once you get the ability to mine, then it opens up a whole new world of possibilities to you because then you can start creating moats. You could start because like what what's really sick about the game is it also encourages a lot of movement, right? Because if let's say, or like yesterday, for example, um, I decided uh, to go out and mine for copper and tin so we can make bronze. And I went out with my cart. There's a push cart you can get, like a little little dolly cart. Nice. And I'm running around the forest with my, with my lantern out, just like I am right there, running through the forest with my lantern, except I got a cart behind me. And it's taking all sorts of damage. Right. And I was just like, man, I can't I can't get this through because like it keeps taking damage from like bumping. It's a wood cart, for goodness sake. So then I just had the bright idea that I'm going to build a road. So I built an entire road <laughs> like into the forest. By just flattening and, uh, the land or like what? what's the process? Not I only flatten the land, I cut through a mountain with, with <laughs> dude, it's actually dude, using really cool. You can take out a hoe and you can actually like there's a there's a selection called pathing. And I did this entire thing in my first area, too. Where like you get you find a node out you know five minutes from your base and then you actually take this hoe and you can do a path on the ground and what that does is clear out all the vegetation and prevents vegetation from spawning there so you can actually uh, yep. then like the first thing i'll do is i'll make a path going out there with a path tool and then i'll go back and flatten it so then you can like ride the thing on it and i went as far my first one is going and then i put like lanterns every little bit so it, like lit up in the night yeah cool tip by the way you can actually take the glowing mushrooms you find later in the game and put an item stand on top of a pole and then you can stick a glowing mushroom on top of a pole and it just <laughs> so goes smart yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's freaking smart. awesome I that on reddit so <laughs> but uh yeah it's do the mining cool. nodes respawn from the first place that you mine them yeah. from okay so okay so you're just doing that for Very like the resource gathering the there's dungeons you clear them out they're gone you find a copper node you mine it out it's a giant hole in the ground it never comes back Tin okay. nodes the same way now, of course you can always just make a new world but these worlds are gigantic jp it well i keep seeing the map here yeah hours to get to get to one end to the other if you were on foot now there's full boat systems there's like three different boats and yeah. i'm not even through the game maybe there's more um so that all works uh there's granted there's things you have to watch out for in the ocean so you have to keep that in mind yep. but uh yeah dude i mean it, this this game has so and, much and what's cool what's cool is that it also does this thing where it you have to be very tactful about where you decide to build right because you would think like in other games that you would just you know, grab the ore, right? And then there are portals. So you can just take a portal and go to your next area and that's where you can mine everything. Nope, you can't do that. You can only uh, go through a portal if you don't hold ore because ore cannot pass through it. So in order for you to get ore from one place to another, you have to load it into a boat and ship it across the ocean uh, like you would in 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 real time. And of course, portals that's on the here. But you know, yeah. So like, you'd—that's ha actually, yeah. That's what he's doing. He's going to the swamp. He's going to go find iron. When he gets there, he'll he'll mine the iron. He'll put it into the boat, and then he'll ship it to where he needs needs it to go. Like we were having shipping runs uh, of boats going back and forth, uh, bringing ore from one end to the other in our in our group. And it, it again, it it's just it's just incredible. It, it's it's incredible. Man, it's like out of this <laughs> yeah. in the old times, man. It would have been like that. Would have been like revolutionary. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned it's funny you mentioned old time zeke because one of the reasons i really love this game is it does feel like you're playing an older school game you die in this game 
you drop everything on you and you have to go right back to where you were to pick it up. Like no ifs, ands, or buts. Like you go on a on yep. a sea voyage with your best ship and you land in a in a plains area and all of a sudden this little bug flies at you. Oh, isn't that bug kind of cute? Yeah. One hit later, you're dead. You don't have a boat. You can't get back to your corpse. Like it everything does it, stops. Does it mark your body you on the lose, you lose almost ten percent of your skills every time you die? Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. like I mean it it is it is a brutal brutal game in many cases um you die from disease it's when the bug gets you <laughs> no 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 it's called a death skeeto for a reason ah yeah no oh, one oh, the, kills myth, you. the mythical okay. death skeeto the mythical death skeeto <laughs> so it's yeah, not they just actually, a clever name patch, okay they had to okay. lower the damage of it because so many people complained um <laughs> no joke no joke that's awesome and and is that hard, a, what is, hard to shoot. is this a dungeon <laughs> what is that yeah that's one of the dungeons that you do oh wow Okay, so, so for instance, you I, can't get into that dungeon until you do a certain thing with a boss earlier. So it's like it's all the progression is really cool. I've seen like a lot of Terraria that, then, yeah, 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 exactly, cool. exactly. So it's it's honestly at like at the end of the day, it's this amalgamation of stuff from other games. All yep. of it works. It's nearly bug free completely. Um, it's relatively well balanced. The combat is skill based, just like Golden Boy was saying. Like if you're good at the combat, you can get a ton done. A lot quicker than other people or you can like farm your ass off and build really good armor and shit and you can go in fully prepared and uh yep. like there's a huge amount to farm huge amount to do huge amount to build like the building system is one of the easiest most intuitive build systems i've seen uh outside of having to put workshops everywhere i think that's a little weird i kind of hope they address that at some point maybe make you let you have like a portable workshop or something on you um yeah but yeah i mean it's it is it is a great example of taking a lot of things that other games have done Putting it together in a really nice package and making it all work incredibly well. Is there any class system? And it's early access. It's early access, by the way, which is even more impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. And they've got a full roadmap already with tons of good things that they have already coming out yeah. as well. Uh, it's only 20 bucks. This yeah, game has no business being only $20. <laughs> That's what like, I'm saying. I would have yelled at those guys. <laughs> I would have paid but, forty for this, you jerks. Isn't that like, the how, Terraria? You be twice for money easily. This is just Terraria then, because Terraria was always cheap. That's how it did so well. Initially, at least, it got in, in people's hands by being cheap. I'll go for it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, please. I was going to say, there are no classes. That's the cool okay. part. You establish what you want to be, right? Like, I have a, a buddy of mine that's very, very good at archery. I have a buddy of mine that's a great builder, someone who's focused on mining, one, one friend who's focused on dying all the time. You choose what you want to do. You choose who you want to be. <laughs> Little shade there, Golden Boy G. Oh no, yeah, no. My my one of my <laughs> one of my viewers really easy to die in the eyes all the time. If you don't have food on you, most enemies, especially not in the first region, will one shot you. Like it, it is not, yeah. it is not hard to die. Now, of course, you can always go out prepared, and and you know you can brew health pots, you can ferment mead, you can have buffs on, you can do all sorts of things to stay alive. But if you don't do all that, you can get destroyed. Like the first time you run into a troll is death for most people. Because they're, you know, you're you're running along, everything's cool, and then all of a sudden here comes this mob with giant sweeping attacks. You know, you you don't have enough stamina to even block it properly. And by the time it hits you, it's doing like 90% of your life the first time you see it. Yeah. Or just outright killing you, which is if you don't have food on, it's probably more of a of a of a thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's really cool. Like this is a game that I think could have, could appeal to a lot of different people. Is there a hardcore? Um, just mode? because we can how well it's made. What's up? Can you play hardcore? One death? 
I don't think that's in yet. I mean, of course, you could always RP that, but sure, um, you know, that's just, true. I guess. Yeah, you can just make. Well, I, I know, for instance, a lot of people were doing hardcore mode in Terraria by rerolling their world whenever they died. You could do that um, in this game. Either. So whenever you die, you just say, "I'm done with that world." Like you can even take your character and what you've learned to another world. Everything on you at the time, or even maybe just nothing on you, because you would have you'd have to go back and get your corpse. Um, but no, yeah. you absolutely can do something like that in this game for sure. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool things here, and and they uh, they have a roadmap um, that they talked about that has a bunch of different things that they want to improve upon uh, and and add. Like one of them that I'm personally excited for is the ships and seas update that they it's like the third one. Uh, they plan to release a sandbox mode as well, so that you nice. know you can build what you want. And I think I like that's that. also the part we haven't really gone into detail of as well. Uh, it, the building system in this game, it's unbelievably detailed because you can uh, create you know awesome you know house structures like you know your typical uh, house structure you could do it you know four walls and, and you're done right um but there is a, a various systems in the game uh will prevent you from just like doing something basic like for example you have to ensure you have a thatch roof you can't just put like flooring uh, and make it like a square you know you got to do a thatch roof because that's how you prevent your your uh, uh build from getting withered and then eventually uh destroying right like they'll they'll fall apart uh, because the game has torrential rainstorms that sweep through that look phenomenal by the way uh and that's a crazy feature then there's also the um integrity feature that they have where if let's say you build something big and grand right like Chances are the roof may not sustain itself because it's not being supported by beams and poles. So you can't just like go crazy building something huge uh, like you can like in Minecraft, for example. Like, yeah, you know, you need to have like a sorry, you need to have like a base. Um, but in this game, you have to have support structures. So you have to think about that as you're building your home out and, and how you want this to look, uh, because the game will tell you if it is potential for it to fall apart like sure. you'll see that the i the, the the color of the object will be red like if a wall is like really high up it'll be red that means it's, it has no support it's probably going to come down in like two minutes if you don't add anything uh to it uh and then like blue means like it's on the floor it's as stable as it could possibly be and then you have to do other things to try and like maximize the uh efficiency of your of your structure like things like that are just mind-blowing and then on top of which you can also completely terraform the entire land if you want uh, to your fitting. If you want everything. to make it flat, you could you could do it. You know, like the game will allow you to. It's insane. So um, I have a big build plan. What I like you does it feel like you need to build a base? Can no. you just go? Can you just be an adventurer without a base? You could absolutely yeah, you can. Because that I and what's even I cooler mean, you know is me, give you a lot of tools not to do that. that. So, like, they, they, they encourage base building in a way by having this thing called the comfort system, where essentially if you, if you make a fire and you hit X next to it, you'll sit next to it and you'll get a buff called resting. And yeah. depending on, and then, and then under that, you'll see a word comfort, colon, and a number. So the way that it works is if you have things around you and around that fire that inspire comfort. So if you're, if you're in shelter if you have like a bed, if you have uh, things hanging on the wall, a table, chairs, trophies, like these things can inspire comfort. And as that comfort value goes up, after resting for a time, you'll get this buff called rested. Now, if you just build a fire and you sit X in it in, uh, and you hit X to sit next to it in the wilderness, after a while you get like a five minute rested buff. But if you go do yeah. that same thing in a house that has a, like a nine comfort level, 
you'll get like a 16 minute rested buff. So it gives you, you know, good reason to build a, a base and stuff. Now on that note, a fire takes like five wood, five rock. You can literally get that in 30 seconds anywhere. So if you never want to build a place, you can literally, you know, find a rock, mine out a hole, walk into it, you're in shelter, put a fire outside of it to get your fire buff and just sit down and, and that'll be like shelter bonus. You get like three comfort. It'll be like an eight minute rested buff and then you just go about your day. Um, or you just don't use the rest of buff if you don't want to, but it gives you a huge yeah. stamina boon and like all sorts of good stuff there. So you abs you absolutely could do that. Um, <laughs> for sure. There is a yeah. bed system though. So if you build a bed and hit E on it, you know, you respawn at that. So you can make a base and continue respawning there. But that initial circle where the bosses are acts as a, a as a perma bed. So yeah. if you don't want to do a bed or you just want to roam around, just know that you'll always pop up back there if you die. And you will have to go back to your corpse if you want your gear. Cool. Uh, we're a little short for time, but... Uh... Zeke, if, uh, I'll do rapid fire here real quick. Then if you have any questions as well, we'll let you jump in. Uh, what happens if you yeah. dig straight down? Water level. Yeah. There, there water is level. a persistent oh. level of water that is probably like five to ten hits down. So you're telling me Tim the Tapman was right this entire fucking yes. time? Oh, my entire God. entire time Tim was right. Absolutely. He, was, he nailed it. And, you know, we all laughed at him, but... He nailed it. You also he want to know nailed. another little funny, funny fact. Uh, and this one is going to be quite controver controversial. Uh, the world is flat as well in this game. You well, maybe controversial fall... to the wrong people. That's true. Uh, you can go over the edge. Uh, but that does also oh. align with Norse mythology and stuff. So I guess, you know, it makes sense. Oh, you, you, oh, so you go over the, it's not like an invisible wall. You fall, no, no, you go over the edge, the edge the and world. you die. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, the it's a literal plane Here of there be dragons. Yeah, what? Can you like build on the edge of the world and and live in the sky? Have you? Did you do that? You, you can build at the edge of the world. It would be really hard if there's like an island there. You could probably do that, but uh, and, and you could terraform it. I think, but I haven't. I mean, That's I haven't. What, yeah, even thought if about you doing drop that. Drop enough dirt. Like in the middle of the of a lake or whatever. If you drop enough dirt in the middle of a lake, can you make an island? Oh, absolutely. People have yeah. now here's the thing. If you sail around the the ocean, every so often you'll see where the procedural generation like pops a little bit of land above the water. And what you can do is you can take a hoe, but the thing is it takes four rocks to do it, but you can raise the terrain. So mm. I have definitely seen a couple streamers who have like you can put down a portal wherever. Put down a portal in one place. Put down a portal somewhere else. You give them the same name. It's literally a 10 second load to bounce between them. So like a lot of people have like portal rooms in their base that take them all over the map. You find a boss, you pop a portal next to it and boom, you can get there instantly from your base. So what, what some streamers have done is they will, or players I should say, because I've seen lots of these, is they, they find a little island in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the ocean, pop down a portal, go back to their base, mine a bajillion rock, and then take that out and just slowly build out landmass. Slowly, yeah. slowly, slowly build out landmass. And then you can smooth it. You can change it however you want to. Start putting down construction stuff. And all of a sudden, you have a castle in the middle of the ocean. I think maybe... I don't know if you were wondering this, JP, but it made me wonder this. Okay, uh, picture, like, this is the world. Like, this is this is the edge of the world, right? Persona can you build, like, up and okay. out? No. Like, up and out, and, like, have being. a little house, like, off of the edge of the world. Yeah, that's what I was Here, wondering. Here's, here's how it works. Like, uh, Golden Boy pretty much nailed it. Basically, if you put any construction on the ground, it's blue. Every piece of construction past that gets a lighter shade, goes from green to yellow to red to blood red. 
And by the time you get to Blood Red, if you put any construction on that, then it's just going to break after about three or four seconds. So a lot of people thought it was a height thing. It's not actually a height thing. It is a number of connections to a ground point. Knowing that, by the way, makes it a lot easier to build. So if you're trying to build a superstructure, keep that in mind. Because some construction elements are longer than others. So like there's there's this type of wood called core wood that comes from pines in a higher level area called the Black Forest. If you build a base out of core wood poles, which are significantly larger than a single piece than the normal wood, you can actually build much higher structures, um, which is how people are building these like monolithic, like giant log house, you know, constructions. Now, it doesn't work in real physics. So if you build like a roof like this and you put joists between it, that's not going to do anything because those points aren't actually touching to the ground. It's all based on how far from the ground in terms of junctions. Yeah, got it. Okay. Which is why people want to see the sandbox mode so that they could see how crazy the builds would get. Because right now you are limited by what you are able to, to gather. Um, and, you know, and it always depends too. like it, it, for us in my group, what we've been doing is like locations have been have been varying. Like we had one central spot. But then as time has gone on, we've like, oh, we found this spot in the Black Forest. We just decided to take ownership of it. And then we've like found another spot where my buddy Scan went and he died instantly. So we called it Scan's Folly. And now that's like our little <laughs> port town. And yeah, so, you know, we've done a lot of really uh, fun stuff like that. And and what's the best part about this entire game is that, especially with friends, but also by yourself, it, it really is a choose your own adventure. Like you can approach it however you want. And yep. and that is the that is the beauty of it. And and it's 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 the best game. Best game. <laughs> the best game. Is, Back of the box. It is, it is one of the best early access games I have ever played. And I play a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> like like it is it is by far one of the best early access games I've played. Yep. It feels uh, like a completely finished product. Real quick, uh, it has yeah. more content than many finished products in early access. Okay. Yeah. Um real quick, Co, what's uh, Solo play, thumbs up, thumbs down. What's the quick answer to that? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs uh, up? It's okay. very much. It's it's very similar to a game called Outward. If you've heard ah. of the, the RPG Outward, we've yeah, talked yeah. about it a lot on this channel. Yeah. Um. It is. It is basically just. I couldn't have said it better than Golden Boy just said. It's a choose your own adventure. Like the progression is excellent. There's always something to see and do. You you know yep. if you're like me and you're a player that makes like to do lists in your head, it's constantly getting longer and longer and longer and longer. You can build the biggest space you want to. I have spent. Uh, probably 50 hours in this game so far, I'm still clearing out the area that I'm planning to put my big base. In fact, tonight uh, hmm. for my cozy stream is the first time I'm going to start building like my big build. I've been just Ooh, preparing. That. Nice. Um, you know, I'm turning my previous base into just a giant farm because uh, I can. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really, really, really cool. It's also great with friends. I had a phenomenal time with my mod team. I played, I played with my mod team the first uh, eight hours that I played. It was a great time. Uh, there's tons of last to be had. There's tons of adventures. Lots of reasons to co-op. The world gets harder when you do, so it's still a challenge. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's fun with friends. It's fun solo. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that it's Terraria in nature that you can just jump out of your world and join someone else's and bring your character, I think, is is a giant plus. Yeah. We're talking also about making things. an arena uh, to do uh, multiplayer oh. combat. To do like oh. a 2v2 or 3v3 combat in an arena so that we, we invite people and we were like all right this is the <laughs> arena everyone just everyone fight bring the gear you want yeah. and then we'll all just kick each other's ass it's, it's gonna be great i can't wait that's cool that's cool what are we gonna say Co? Uh, uh actually three quick things that are really cool two okay. amazing design decisions and one other thing uh they just announced today i think they've sold over a million copies 
Saw that. Yep. Oh, that's Pretty wonderful. Awesome. 20 bucks, it's like $20 million. So they deserve every penny. Yeah. Um, also, like talking about good design. Hold on, let me calculate that. <laughs> things that Checked just out. make the game more fun. And and these are things that when 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 I came across them, I was just like, thank you. Like, thank you for not making me deal with this. Food never rots. You never have to deal with that. Oh, you never have good. to yeah. do like anything like that. It just doesn't rot. I'm and then here's that. one of the coolest things. Here's one of the coolest things. All your equipment can can break. You go to the bench that you made it at, there's a button. You just click that button a bunch of times and it repairs it. No cost, no, no problem. Just like all you have to do is go back to the bench and you just click a bunch of buttons. Your ship is about to die. Cool. Go down a workbench, click on the ship. No cost. It just repairs back up to full. It makes it so it's like it's a mechanic that's there and you have to be concerned about, but it never feels like it's in the way. You're never like, oh, I need to go mine more stuff so I can fix my pick or I need to. You're just like, oh, let me just go repair real quick. And it just works. Yeah, it doesn't bother really you like down with useless stuff. details that other games would to try and like get you to play more because I think they knew that they had enough content in this game to keep you hooked for a very long time but to force you to go out and mine more ore so that you can fix your pickaxe was stupid. Yep. So yeah, I'm all about that. Stuff from this genre that has notoriously been annoying or frustrating, they seem to have streamlined in this game. Your ship gets destroyed. I found it today. It drops all its resources. Cool. Yeah. Pick them all up and build another one. <laughs> like you know, it's just like intuitive little stuff where it's like, man, that really sucks, but I can still keep having fun really quickly. Um, I don't have to like make this make it this huge ordeal. While at the same time, the game does a good job of of making it so there's still like a lot. You know, you really don't want to die because you lose skills. You really don't want to. If the, the further you get from your base on your boat, the more you're like, oh man, I can't die because I don't have another boat. I can't get back out here. So it, it adds tension while not being annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, I was curious, so I went and looked up the devs. This is their only game, but the publisher is the same publisher, but uh, behind Deep Rock, uh, Deep Rock Galactic, Satisfactory, oh, Wow, Goat Simulator, Sanctum Two, um, <laughs> Sanctum One, and, Puppy uh, Fever, and the hot VR game. Yes, I was Subnautica Two is relatively new as a team, oh. but they have a lot of experience on the team. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like, did this, was this game known about? Cause I, I literally just saw it pop up on Twitter, like over the weekend. And then I saw, uh, everyone was playing it. What people know this thing was coming out or did it literally just launch onto steam and people are like, Hey, this game's pretty all right. I think there was a beta. I'm almost certain it was a beta that right, people yeah. played in because there are a lot of people in the subreddit. They are, um, like they, they were like sharing like some, just some tips from that. Uh, uh but it wasn't like wild, widely known, you know, like most of these games, it kind of just like flew under the radar. Then, you know, a couple streamers pick it up, then other people pick it up and then, you know, it starts to pick up like wildfire. I, I think there's there's a very high ceiling for this game. That's the reason why I think there's a lot of excitement around it right now, because with it being this polished and in early access right now, who knows what else they go. could possibly do, like where it could go. Modding could be very big in this, right? How, how, the, how the worlds continue to evolve and, and, and all the logic behind the world building. Like there really is a lot of layers that could just, I think that could be game changing for it. So who knows? It's already a strong base. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think you guys mentioned Terraria. And I think if you look at that game's trajectory and, and kind of how crazy it got, uh, the fact that we were saying it could support Google Stadia, 
uh, and that's going to be a big thing missing. I look at this game and kind of see a lot of that as well. So hopefully yeah. they uh, they keep up with the patches. But from everything that you guys have said, they've already patched it a handful of times and fixed things that the community's uh, been talking about. So it's cool to see. Uh, I'll be jumping into it like later today. So I'm glad you guys hyped me up for it. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I The thing is, is I only have three hours. And so from what you guys have said, I'm going to have to like tear myself away from the PC uh, to go get my dog well, in the freezing cold. So can't let, can't um, let all dog, the dogs important. So you want to go get that. You yeah. Know, you want to get the dog. Though. Yeah. That's why. Uh, but then you're going to come back and want to play Valheim. It's a win-win. Probably. Yeah. It's probably the case. <laughs> Anyways, let's do some shout outs and call it a show. Zeke, why don't you start us off as always? You bet. Uh, first, Thank you guys for watching every week. If you do, appreciate that. Second, thank you to Golden Boy for being here. You, you're awesome. You're the best. I love you, man. Oh, man. You're, the, you're the greatest. You're the goat. You're the goat. Uh, my name is Ezekiel the Third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore I I I on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, I will be on uh, my Guff's stream in about an hour. Hopefully, in about an hour for some rough specs. We're going to be doing some more makeup stuff today. Uh, if you want to check it out, twitch.tv slash classy Katie. Well, uh, that's where I will be in an hour, hopefully, because I am going to run out and take my PC to uh, uh, not Circuit City. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to boy. Micro Center. Wow. God damn it, dude. Yeah, I've dated myself there to Micro Center to get a fucking BIOS update because I didn't realize the motherboard I bought and the CPU I bought do not have compatible BIOS signatures, so they have to do a little BIOS update, and no, I can't flash the BIOS because for some reason this doesn't doesn't work on this. Okay, so that's what I'm doing I, I about today. To talk. But tomorrow, <laughs> well, yeah. tomorrow at noon Pacific or noon Pacific, that's my old time, 10 a.m. Pacific. I will be starting the medium. Uh, been oh, wanting cool. to check that out. CD Ramathon is done, so now I can check out some new games. So that's what's coming up for me. That's all I got. Thank you. Awesome stuff, Co. Do some shoutouts. Absolutely. My name is Ko. As always, thank you to Zeke and JP. Big thank you to Golden Boy. It's been a lot of fun today. Appreciate you being here. Uh, I will be on tonight in about two and a half hours to start our build in Valheim. If you'd like to check that out, we'd love to see it. Tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. we're also going to be going after the third boss after we make a full set of new gear, which I farmed for four hours today to get. So it should be very cool. So in other words, I will see you tonight in two and a half hours. If I don't see you then, see you tomorrow morning. If I don't see you then, see you next week. More fun and games here on Drop Frames. And as always, thank you for watching. Awesome stuff. Uh, I'm going to be jumping into Valheim like right after this show for the first time. So I'm going to go find that troll and die in seconds. That's the goal <laughs> is to find the troll yes. and see how it goes. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be jumping into the world of uh, role playing on the GTA No Pixel server for the first time. I'm actually kind of nervous about it, but my friend Sips is going to be joining us and we'll see how it goes. I don't know what to expect. Uh, we'll see if that's going to be a mainstay on the channel or if it's a one and done type deal. Uh, we're also doing a, a first like sponsored stream tomorrow with a uh, company called The Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, if you go to emmy.jp slash toys, I get to shop tomorrow for an hour for toys. I was given $1,000 credit and I can just buy toys for an hour. So if you want to tell me what toys to buy, stop by. It'll be fun. Dude, uh, what? Yeah, it's like the greatest That's sponsorship awesome. of all time. <laughs> uh, wow they literally wow the story behind it is actually more incredible to me they literally had someone at the company who watched my stream saw the background that i have behind me not the green screen of all the toys and said hey we should reach out to this guy and see if he wants some product and i'm glad they did because that's an incredible stream that i'm very much looking forward to 
Especially the fact that I can just order really lewd anime and Aaron can't say a thing because it's sponsored. So oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Uh, anyways, Golden Boy, please do some shout outs. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, always a pleasure having you here. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, yeah, thank you everyone for having me. Uh, as, as I said before, I, I have nothing but love and respect for you guys. Watch every day. So uh, thank you for continuing to entertain. Uh, as for myself... Uh, you can catch me uh, on Twitch every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, I stream a variety of games, lots of Pokemon, trading card game online, uh, and of course, the glory of Valheim. Uh, so tomorrow, I'm actually doing a massive box opening for uh, some Pokemon cards that I managed to snag for a really, really low price. I'm kind of excited about it. I'm a collector. Uh, so that's going to be happening um and uh, i'm also going to be hosting the twitch gaming winter update for street fighter 5 tomorrow so that's going <laughs> to okay. happen and then i'm going to go live yeah you know you always got to work uh <laughs> and then uh valheim you know whenever um i'm i'm like not doing uh that worky stuff so uh yeah i would love to have you we have a great little community the gilded guild uh shout out to my 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 crew that came through like scan as well as kiwi they they were watching today uh so huge shout out to you guys um, and yeah, check me out on stream. I, I, I think I'm entertaining. I don't know. My wife doesn't think so, but maybe someone would, you know? So if you, if you happen to enjoy it, come on by, uh, love to have you, but thank you guys, uh, for, for having me and feel free to call anytime. Cause I love this stuff. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're always welcome on the show as well. That's maybe my favorite shout out that a guest has done. I think I'm entertaining. I don't <laughs> dude i have no idea i go to my wife i'm like babe i think i was like really funny today she's like eh. i was like all right well she keeps you honest you know that's good that's what you want that's what you want yeah all right it's good good. we're over time we got to get out of here thank you guys so much for joining us we'll be back next week with another episode uh every wednesday 6 6 p.m eastern 1 p.m eastern is the time uh we're out we'll see you guys then well, I've been doing it for what four years. Yeah, I don't. Why, why did six p.m. Eastern even enter? I don't do anything at six. I think I do one. Sh- we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.